Brevin, is that you? It's me. My friend Brevin. Hello. Back from the West. Hey, Tyler. How I always forget to say your name. Are you? You got it. And you got it, and you still mentioned that you still, forget. Of course. So it wasn't even smooth anyway. No, we're gonna... It's a work in Maybe progress. Maybe by so. the end of this series, we'll have a solid opener. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. We didn't even do country accents or anything. What is this? What, what's this podcast? What is this podcast even? That is a great question, Brevin. This podcast is Red Dead Reflection in which you play through Red Dead Redemption 2 for the first time, and I uh, prod your mind about it. And you sit there Cattle and listen prod. to me talk about it. Yes. <laughs> I've been Actually, I received a criticism from someone that I know oh that boy. I need to work on someone that I know. <laughs> instead <laughs> well, instead of an unknown contrary force. Contrary to like, some random stranger on the internet, I guess, that I need to work on my active listening. So I'm deliberately going to focus and listen to you more. Got you. So they didn't say it about the podcast. So I was going to say, they could tell you weren't listening in the podcast? Again. Well, I think, I don't even want to talk about it because I'm afraid that if I mention some idiosyncrasy that I have in the podcast, then people will start to hear it. You know what I'm talking about? Don't, whoever's listening right now, don't think about weird things that I do because then you'll not stop thinking about them. Same goes for you, bro. Of course. Yeah. Um, but in general, I think I just need to work on my active listening. I feel like I'm too busy plotting that sounds evil, but like <laughs> thinking two steps ahead and being like, okay, what's a good response to this that they're saying now? And what's, what's a valuable thing to say? You're when, too meta. I'm too meta. <laughs> You're too meta. Yeah. You're I thinking to, about the reaction. I need to focus on the real lore, like get, immerse myself in, in the real life. Yes. Yeah. Whatever that even means. All right. Well. So here we are. <laughs> this is what this podcast is about. Talking about our issues. Um, how much have you played this week, Brevin? We need to say what mission you played up to. Okay. Which I do have it recorded and prepared compared to last time. I have a lot of notes. Jesus. You re- you, ha- you haven't recorded. I like to, I like to think that you recorded your own voice saying the name of the mission. <laughs> Further questions of female suffrage. Oh, you did record it. You yeah. Just, you just hit play just, on your I phone. I just played it off. <laughs> no, we're, we're just, that's just a little audio gag. Um, <laughs> For, what was it? That sounded very serious. What is it? Something about... <laughs> you need to work on your active listening. Oh my god, no! Already, I'm so bad. Oh, we're only we're only like a minute, two minutes in this episode. Further right. questions of female suffrage. I yes. can read it upside down. Right. Further questions. Female suffrage is the movement to get women voting in the... Well, I, you know what? I guess it's classically thought of in the 20th century, but it's probably occurring a long time before that um so i i i'm almost certain i know what mission that is just by the title mm-hmm. is that out of order or is that one of the choke point missions you know how last time you, we discovered that since you can play them in any order within reason mm-hmm. that is in order because that's not the final mission i played it's just the most up-to-date mission i've played oh i'm in chapter three you're in chapter three. We okay, made it out of chapter all right. Two. So we're in chapter three. How many missions in the chapter three is that? One. Oh, that that is one. That's the first mission. Of oh, that is listed in chapter three. Beautiful. So, if you're listening to this, play up to the first mission in chapter three, and play that mission currently, and play that, that mission. mission. Yes. Yeah, I think I said that. Maybe I don't know. unless it's the first mission in chapter three after the mission to get into chapter three. Yes, it is. There you go. <laughs> play <laughs> that mission that we just said, and then you will be free to listen to us from this point onward. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes, Brevin, mm-hmm. uh, oh, have you ever ordered food at the inns in Red Dead Redemption? You can do that? I don't think I've ever even stepped foot really in the inns besides for the mission. You can get like beef stew or I like a pork chop or something. It looks good. Well, now I have to do that. Yeah. I don't I even take bats there. 
Which do you I've never take done. baths? I'm not. I just go what? rinse off in the river. You actually wait. So you purposefully go in the river to rinse Sometimes, off? Yeah. I, I usually sleep. That seems to work, or like change clothing. I think like every time I would go into towns, I would take baths because you feel cleaner doing it. I hate when the guy's all dirty and when my horse is dirty, especially. It yeah. really bothers me. Yeah. Especially the horse. I don't know why that bothers me so much. You more. love your horse. Because it's my fault if the horse is dirty. I think that's why. <laughs> so, yeah. At it's least... my fault also when I'm dirty. Yeah. But it's different with a horse. They can't They can't clean themselves. That's true. That's true. Um, so, before we get into it, I have we have one, one email sent in by a kind man. I'm pretty sure it's a man because his name is Ricardo. Ricardo, um, he's from Southern California, and he's a traffic engineer. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's a really cool job. You never think of people, like, doing that. I was thinking, I don't know that I've ever heard those two words together. Is that, like, civil engineering? Yeah, it's probably, like, a specific area in, like, traffic. I wonder if it's just, like, I was going to say automobile, but I guess that's what you want to say. Like, car traffic, or if it's also, like, foot traffic. It's probably both. Like, if say you're, like, a traffic engineer in New York City, you have to take into account especially mm-hmm. in New York City. You know what? I bet you if you're a traffic engineer and someone's like, oh, it's like cars and stuff, they'd be like, no, it's not just about cars. you got to think about the pedestrians, too. And bikes. And bikes. There's oh, my a lot gosh. To it. There's, there's a lot there's so it. much going on. There's a lot of traffic. And he's in, like, Southern California. That is a great spot to that be tra- Or a terrible spot. Well, yeah, it's there's a, a, it's a great traffic. spot because there's a lot of traffic. Opportunity for growth, yes. right? Um, so just to summarize, he sent like these a nice series of emails, actually, as you oh, listen wow. to the episodes. Um Da, 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 talks about his plan on PC. He's about at, like serendipitously at the same spot as us, which is nice. Um, it sounds almost like he listened to our episodes in, in reverse order. Like he listened to episode four, and he, you can correct me on this, Ricardo. It sounded like he listened to us in episode four or three. I guess no, it would have been three, and then went backwards because his final email to us is about the first episode. And you know how last time I was like, yeah, why be. do I need to introduce the concept every time? This is dumb. Mm-hmm. It's because of people like Ricardo. <laughs> Not calling you dumb, Ricardo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One of our... <laughs> cherished listeners. No, but it's not dumb. No, I And not. I've realized that now because if you're if you're trying to find out, like, get a good feel for an episode, you don't listen to the first episode. Uh, for a podcast, I'm sorry. You don't okay. listen to the first episode. I wouldn't know that. Because the first episode is always like... It's like it's like watching the pilot episode of a TV series. To get the feel for the entire yeah, TV series. Which yeah, which is just a That's bad, a really bad idea. Yeah, because it's always, like, weirdly manufactured and no one's comfortable in their roles yet. Mm-hmm. Just like us on our first episode of this. Yes, that's true. Um, well, on the first episode of it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad for this, but, you know, still. Any savvy listener, I think, would listen to the most recent episode or, like, somewhere in the middle and be like, what's going on with this podcast? Who are these people who mm-hmm. claim to know so much about Red Dead Redemption? No, so, Red Dead. Uh, we're no experts. Um, anyway, so we talked about <clears throat> his cool bear fight. It sounds like when he was... The in, same mission? Yes, with the legendary bear. It sounded like when he was in the quick time event... He was able to take out his double barrel shotgun, which is really cool. Like he brought up the weapon wheel when it said to press F. I might be reading that wrong, but if that's, that's awesome true, if do that. that's really cool. The fact that they would even put in the yeah, detail to yeah. make it have different weapons. If you could, like, oh, if you could think proactively, be like, I should take out my weapon right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, sounds like a rock star detail. That would be very right? cool. And I'm I'm skipping over some stuff for the sake of time, Ricardo. But his final point, I think, is is the coolest because he's talking about how he's also a 24. 20, well, we're not 24, but we're almost 24. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Age is dumb. I hate when people are like, oh, I'm Joe and I'm 28 years old and I'm, you know, because it's like, what does that actually say about who you are? It doesn't say anything. Unless you're, 
like anything that it would say, you should just otherwise say. Like you could say, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm in 11th grade in high school, rather than saying I'm 16 years old or whatever. Because I think to lead with your age signifies that you care about your age, which I think isn't important. I agree. I don't think Ricardo is doing that. I feel like I keep making <laughs> these goodness. arguments. Poor Ricardo. I'm so sorry. I think he's just he's just saying like he's similar in age to us. Yes, yes. And he also like isn't he just graduated um, with his bachelor's? Sounds like, yeah. And he is now in the working world, mm-hmm. and he is concerned about not contributing to things like not not contributing. Is he an apple picker? What an apple picker! Remember the the thing with the the whole episode with uh, oh my god, what's his name? The what? No, you would know it. You, uh, it was one of the missions where... What's his name? Uh, oh, there we go. Well, I like apples. Yeah, I like apples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mary's younger brother. Yes, when Arthur you. I couldn't like, remember the name when you... Are you good at anything? When you what didn't you like? catch it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think he's an apple picker. Maybe that's also included in traffic engineering. Who knows? Um, and, yeah, he, he has similar qualms about, like, ethically, where, where living, it seems to our potential as far as society is concerned, but we're also not actively fighting things like world hunger or racism, disease, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough balance to strike when you are, you know, if you're a productive member of society, is it just you living within the realms of society or is it you make fighting to make society better? Think about it. We thought about it. I'm still thinking. Uh, we have no we have no answer for you there, Ricardo. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> once we get one, we'll let you know. Sounds good. <laughs> in the meantime, Arthur Morgan, he is, I'd say, an unproductive member of society in both respects. Yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> he's not contributing. He's stealing from it. Um, but is that is that bad? Because maybe society just sucks. Well, I don't know. He's creating jobs for people. What? <laughs> like lawmen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's, he's increasing crime, which is then increasing... Wow. Yeah. There you go. See? Without him, lawmen wouldn't exist. And That's wouldn't actually need to exist. really interesting, because a lot of Dutch's beliefs and everything is very libertarian, and it's like, every man should have their own thing, and he's... I bet you he's very pro-small government, or no government. Maybe anarchistic. But picture. just in the fact that they are existing is increasing the need of society to have bigger governments and enforce these laws. Mm-hmm. So that's that's actually fascinating that in trying to pursue his own beliefs, Dutch Arthur the Vanderlyn gang is actually benefiting making society. it worse because if, yeah, if you think about it like why are um we we've been watching Star Wars lately. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, cuz I haven't really seen them focused like I've 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 grown up around the Star Wars franchise. Like no one could have not done. So you that know the main unless, characters, yeah. but you don't like know the story. So yeah, exactly. And one thing that I was confused by is like the actions that these wise Jedi take regarding like Anakin, for example. Mm-hmm. Even though some of them seem to know that he's going to be a terrible person, um, but there's I guess I guess there's this sense that everything must be at balance, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible things must happen so that good people can rise up and fight them and vice versa. Yeah. So it's interesting that the only reason why, or not the, I don't know, it seems as if the only reason why the Pinkerton Detective Agency is thriving and why the government has to pay them and everything is because these outlaws exist. Had they not existed, we wouldn't have that problem. 
Balance. Balance. Balance in the force. <laughs> in the West. Balance in the West. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so I'm going to... Uh, I don't have anything else to say, so I'm going right. to switch to active listening. Go. <laughs> All right. Let's see how it works. All right. First thing. First thing. I'm trying to think. How should I... Should I just go right into the missions? Why not? All right. That sounds good. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any key takeaways? We can start with some superlatives if you like. I'd l- Let's I'm... start with the superlatives instead of All jumping right. right in. I'm interested... Because it's weird. We're going too quickly into the missions. Usually we, we are like 40 minutes <laughs> We always complain about taking so long... The, no, we need to we need to take longer. You want to take long? Yeah, we okay. need like we need like fifteen minutes. Listeners, please write into Red Dead Reflection. Nope, that's not the email address. Red Dead Podcast. No, that's also not it. <laughs> it's Red Dead Cast at gmail dot com. Um, I wonder if people have sent emails just to the wrong email address. Thinking I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you, but um, definitely could happen. I don't even know. I'm sure know. we have thousands and yeah, thousands of emails written to the wrong ones. <laughs> Write in and let us know if, if you think that our format needs some shake-up. Like, maybe you want to just get right into the missions, and then we can leave. Actually, that's a journalistic technique, I believe, where if you're writing an article, I guess pr- probably particularly in the age of the internet, you want broad broad information at the top. So, like, essentially, like, you have the headline, which is mm-hmm. super broad, yeah. and then you go to the opening paragraph, which is just pretty much a summation, or it's the key points, not necessarily a summation, and then as you get deeper and deeper into the article, the assumption is that anyone who's reading that far into the article is really interested in it. Therefore, you want to save the details for the end. So you wouldn't open an article with a very detailed view because then like, people are going to start reading and be like, I, don't, I just want to know the basics and then flip away. So we're doing it the wrong way. I don't know. I don't know. It's like Wait, we are we being... We're saving the details for later. I don't think that analogy is doesn't work at all. <laughs> I can't figure out a way to make that relevant. <laughs> nope, that doesn't. That does not apply here. Well, all right, you try. Moving right along. <laughs> What's the first superlative? How about the Morgan moment of the week? Have we used that yet? Just, no, just the regular plain old moment. I want to hear. All right, well, what I can, sticks out. All right, th- well, this is. This, it doesn't have to do with like story, right? It can just be anything that happened. Yeah, it can just be something that you did in your all right, life so. this week. <laughs> All right, so what I did this weekend, no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so this was a scary moment that happened, and I was going to talk about it later, but we can talk about it now. Um, just riding my horse, all right? All I right. just got into the new uh, outpost, which we haven't talked about yet, but I got to the beginning of Chapter 3, we get to a new outpost. Real quick. Yeah. Um, I want to hear the a question, question, Arthur Morgan's Morgan, a question, question, mm-hmm. since you brought up your horse. Yep. The horse's name. Oh, Davey. It's still Davey. Yeah, it's still Davey. It's still Davey. Yeah. Okay, you've played for like 30 hours at this point? Pretty, maybe a little less than that. A little less than 25, that. 25? Still have the starting horse. Well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, so yeah, sorry, get back to your moment. All right, so I'm, I'm riding Davy. Just got to the new outpost, so I wanted to explore the land a little bit. What outpost? I'm sorry. Uh, it's the one right after you leave Valentine. Or the area around Valentine. I forget. It's right near Rhodes. Oh, the new camp. The new, that's what I meant. Sorry. I see what you're saying. What, yes. Isn't, aren't they, are they called outposts? I don't think the, the other one's called outposts, like, overlook or something like Horseshoe that. Horseshoe overlook. That's what it's called. So it's not, where am I getting outposts from? I don't know. Um, it's called, I think they just call it camp. Like, oh, back at camp. I don't know what they, what they I call swear it. swear to God, I saw outposts. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm exploring the area, you know, enjoying, enjoying me and Davey, our time together, rolling around, riding around, and I'm going full speed down a trail. 
Uh-huh. And I'm in this is there's some tight corners around this trail, but I'm still going full speed. And another guy is going full speed <laughs> in the same direction, and I got a head-on collision with this guy. I've been waiting for you to crash your horse. My it's gosh. the first time I've crashed my horse. I'm curious, I want to look at like the release notes and patches to see if they've added anything so that your horse dodges trees a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because that was a huge thing where people were like, This is stupid because a, a real horse wouldn't just run, run into a tree yeah. if you were I don't know, I don't know anything about it. That's horses, interesting. You can but... like you can like play around with the AI of the horse and play it off as an in game mechanic because it's a horse. It's a living it's not a car. You know what I mean? Like, instead of having it run, like, where the player is directly controlling the horse, it wouldn't want to run off a cliff because it's a horse. So it's going to stop you. But the game, you can also use as a gameplay mechanic to not prevent the player from killing themselves. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because... Besides, like, a car where you could just drive off a cliff because it's a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really interesting. Hmm. You can hide that behind that. But anyway. Yeah, ran straight into this horse, which makes sense. The horse would not be able to react fast (laughs) enough. And, like, we both went flying off our horses. The other two people are dead. Or the oh other, the, the guy is dead and his horse is definitely dead. And de, poor Davy. What happened to Davy? He got knocked unconscious. Oh no. And I didn't know this was a mechanic in the game, so I assumed <laughs> he was dead. Wait, so what happened? So, in the top left of the screen, I'm like, I used expletives, but we're not going to use them right now. Yes, this is a non-explicit podcast. So I used some bad words. I was basically, very, I was very mad in the moment, because I was like, I'm going to lose my horse right now. Like, mm-hmm, this is it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I did everything in my power. So at the top left of the screen, it says, you need a horse revival thing, whatever <laughs> yes. it is. And I was like, what is that? By Never... the way, I want to say, I know I know very well that horse reviver is a thing. And mm-hmm. last time you were talking about how scared you were about your horse dying. And yep. I deliberately did not tell you about that. <laughs> because... I'm glad you didn't, because now we wouldn't have this moment. All right, yeah, great. yeah. So let's, let's have... So I, it says on the top left of the screen, and it says where you can get them. You can get them at stables and general stores. And I was like, well, thanks, game, for letting me know when I need it right this second. <laughs> So I hadn't discovered the map at this point. So oh, you're in the new area. I'm in the new area. Oh, and unbeknownst awesome. to me, Rhodes is not far from me. But I don't know it's there because I haven't <laughs> discovered it yet. So the only stable that's near me is like literally a four-minute run on a horse. Oh, God. Very north of the map. Okay. So I'm panicking at first. I'm like, what do I even do right now? It's probably Emerald Ranch, right? He might have been. I can't remember the name. But... Yeah. I'm thinking, like, what am I supposed to do right now to save my horse? Like, I don't know what the what the length of time is I have till this horse is dead. I don't even know if it will die. You should have cut it open and slept inside of it. <laughs> Star <laughs> style. There was this, there was a sandstorm coming, so I had to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so what I decided to do is like, all right, I was like, first I got to just start running in that direction without don't, a horse. Don't you feel so naked? I do like, running in the wild without your horse. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. It's yeah. it's it's the most bizarre thing. But luckily, I came across a guy with a horse. I wish I could tell him what the situation was, so I don't have to steal his horse. Oh wow, that's interesting. Like, please, sir, my horse is injured. Let yeah. me steal yours. Let me let, just take me to a place where I can get something. Maybe he would have known Rhodes is right down the street, and I wouldn't even know that. Yeah, I, that's interesting because Arthur seems capable of that. He could be like. So yeah, you missed her and need some help. Yeah, I would, I would assume he'd be able to do that. But anyway, I have to steal his horse because this is a video game after all. So, steal his horse. I'm booking it to that north area. And, oh my god, I forgot what it's like to have a zero level, <laughs> a zero bond level horse. Yep, it's rough. It is. It's garbage. I had to lit- It took probably an extra, like, maybe a minute and a half to get there. Just because he was such a low bond. So I get to the stable, buy the stuff. He's he's still on the map, but I don't know if the logo changes or anything. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if he's going to be alive when I get there. So I make the trek all the way back down, still riding this horse, which I actually managed to get up to level one bonding. 
Wow. It's not in even my horse. In the you, time yeah. that it took me to run there. And I get back, and he's still alive, and I saved him. Oh my gosh, you saved Davey. I saved Davey. I think that's so impressive that they let you leave and come back. Because I've done that before, too, and mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way. The horse is going to despawn or something. Like, you just think that there's some video game. Even the other something. dead horse was still there. Like, their bodies were still there. Wow. That was, was so impressive. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Thank God he's alive, though. Because I really thought, I was like, I can't, I can't load up another save. That's against I, the rules. I was secretly hoping that Davey would dead so nope. you get a new horse well guess what i still got a new horse yay <laughs> awesome i still did there's a lot of stuff i did not like about missions i just like explored the game and like its mechanics like i bought new clothing yeah i'm pretty sure when we last left off you were like three missions from the end of chapter two mm-hmm. so and now i'm only at the yeah you must beginning. not have played that much man story-wise yeah i really didn't um i just kind of explored a lot but I got a new horse and i put the other one in the stable so i'll have him for the entire game but i'm not gonna sell him but he's not going to be my main horse. Okay. So right. that, our objective's already completed unless you know the stable can, burns if down. If you want to, you can take him out for a ride every once in a while. That's what I mean. But you're never going to do that. No, never. Because no. this is a video game. Because it's a video game. <laughs> but yeah, I got a new horse. I spent a lot of money on it. Um, it seems like in these last few missions, I've been doing a lot of um, illegal stuff, like robbing people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I've come across a ton of money. And I sold the gold bar. I figured out how to do that, that I had gotten from a mission previously. Oh, cool. Oh, actually... Did I get it from the set and missions and I haven't talked? Yeah, I did. So we'll get to that mission where you get the gold bar. But I sold a gold bar. It gave me a lot of money. It's like $300. Um, I bought a new race thoroughbred horse for $450. That's very good. I thought you can get more expensive horses than that, though. Maybe What's not better? Maybe not at that point in the game. Now I think about it. What the heck's better than a thoroughbred race horse? <laughs> Nothing. You have the best horse. It's got top speed. Well, it almost. until it, Once I get it to level four. Does it have race handling, too? It does, yeah. Nice. And it's it's speedy. Dude, and I can't I wait till you, it's level four. I told you if being stuck with Davy wouldn't pay off. So I'm I'm really I'm really happy that you got a new horse. Yep, and it's it's actually it's a beautiful horse too. I love the fact that I was, you know, exploring what you can do to like customize your horse and stuff. You can like change its mane and its tail and stuff. You have a braided tail, it looks really bizarre. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like the braided tail. I think it's because you can see its butt too much. <laughs> That's what bothers me too much about it. <laughs> what? It, it, it's true. It's, all right, hold on. I wish. Uh, oh, it's, it's like I know what you're saying. It's like a. It's, it's like less a G-string fluffy for a yeah, horse. It's weird. Yeah, I just don't like it. Because okay, it's very unnatural. Because when I was playing through like the the not campaign parts of the game, I was talking to my friends and kind of streaming as I was doing it because I'm not doing anything story related, and they were watching me go through the like appearances of the horse, and I went to the braided one. And they were like, "Oh, what the heck? <laughs> it looks and weird. It yeah. just it looks so bizarre. It looks way longer than everything else too." Like, the, the length of the actual tail yeah, that's is, like, right. abnormally long. It actually... You know what it reminds me of? Like, the Avatar braids. Yeah, it the does. The Avatar on that last Airbender. Yeah. It does. It totally reminds me of that. But, yeah, yeah I put... It, it's a it's a white and, and white and gray horse. And it's got, like, gray stripes. I wish I should have taken a photo of it so I could oh, show it to you. That sounds really cool. And then I put a silver mane on it. Ooh. And a silver tail. And it's nice looking. It looks See, like... I, I wish that they had... Um, because you can change the color, but they're all they all look like artificial weird colors. A lot of them maybe do, not yeah. silver. Silver's probably good. Silver looks decent, but yeah, there's some weird there's some weird like gradient color uh, colorizations you can do. Yeah, I wish that they just had like natural <clears throat> color options. Mm-hmm. It was like either natural, which is the horse's default. What, what you, was its default color? It was black. Oh, okay. So I just made it gray. Um, I think it's it's. I'm surprised you can even do that in the game. That's like very not. I don't was that possible back in the day? Do they have like? Hair coloring for horses. 
Oh, <laughs> you mean realistically speaking? Yeah, like was that? I'm surprised it's a mechanic when I saw it. Um, people could. I mean, they had dyes. I don't know. You probably wouldn't. Hmm. Like, do people color their hair back in the day, and like they just use that on horse hair, and it works the same way? I don't know. I, I was just it, we. It was weird. I've never thought about that. <clears throat> it's so interesting. If you know anything about horses in the late nineteenth, it's <laughs> very specific time period. Please write us in. In their hair coloring. Yeah, I don't think you would ever color the hair of a horse. I don't think I do either when I play. I like the natural colors. I changed it just because it looked silver looks so nice. I think the only thing I think I might have gotten the mohawk. Um, oh, I did. I do on, like the mohawk war horse because it looks so cool. I did like one where it kind of <clears throat> it goes off one side and it's not as much on the other. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I made a long tail. Oh, nice. So it's very very nice looking. I love I love um I didn't even say her name. It's a girl. Oh, nice. Her name's Taya. Taya. Taya, the what? horse. What is that even a name? Though? Yeah, it is. I, I I actually I thought of it and I didn't know how to spell it. How do you spell that? T e y a h. Taya. Taya. Oh. Taya. That's like fun. It. It's I, that sounds like it would be good <clears throat> to say with the cowboy accent. Taya. Taya. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it like, took me a long time to think of that. Well, actually, first of all, what happened was I didn't know it was a girl, so I thought of a boy name first, and then named it that. What was its name? Ed. Ed. Eddie. Eddie was <laughs> was the first what? name. How do you go up with Taya for a girl? But well, Eddie I put a lot more a effort into the first. One. I was so like I could not think of anything interesting that wasn't like stupid. Like Trigger was one of them that I thought of, and Trigger's a cool name. Trigger's cool, but it's based off of another. It's the name horse. of the vulture in uh, Animal Robin Hood. It's also way too like. Wild I played West. Trigger in summer camp. Wait, it's the name of Vulture? You said yeah. He's like one of the bodyguards for the bad guy in Robin Hood. It does sound like a bad guy's name, Trigger. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I was like, that's too, that's, I don't know, it's too... That, I might have just made that whole thing up. That's, don't quote me on that. I'm going to quote you, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Trigger the vulture. Um, so yeah, I came up with Taya. Taya. Really so like where, did, where have you heard that name? I feel like I've never heard that I've name. I've never heard that name before. I was looking at a list of names for like girls in 2019 because I wanted something kind of weird, but like not super weird. And I have an awful imagination, so I can't make these names up. And I came across something that was similar to Taya, but it wasn't exactly, and I thought of that name. So I must have heard it somewhere. Hmm. Maybe in another what, game or something is, like is that. Is there like a ethnic group that... It, it was, um... That? Oh, what was it? It was it was some type of Asian ethnicity. Oh, I can't remember. It's fine. But it was, yeah, I did. it wasn't like a made-up name. It, I, it exists. I got a new horse in online. Mm-hmm. No, wait. I didn't play Red Dead at all this week, so it must have been so last week. So you just make me on more stumps, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I got I got a new horse. I got 16 new guns this week. Oh, it was crazy. Um, and I decided to name... I, I think there's a character in the main story that named their horse after a god. Maybe multiple horses are named after gods. That sounds like that would be a thing. I'm not sure, but I think so. So um, oh, I got that, I got that cool idea from name. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Any na- take a god name. It's just super cool for a yeah, horse. I like that. So I, I my guy in um, in online looks like sort of Native American, but also like Mexican. Mm-hmm. So I, I named him after an Incan god, the Incan oh. god of sun, I think, because it's a red horse. Uh, but I don't remember what it is because I haven't <laughs> played it since last week. Uh, it sounds it's really cool though. All right, you need to I get like, that name, and you need to say it next episode then. So because I want to know. Uh, okay, I'll find it. And I think the viewers, you can't just leave the viewers without knowing. You can tell me later. Are they watching us right now? They're watching us, the viewers. (laughs) (laughs) No, the listeners. But, um, when you say red horse, is it like... It's not like 
No, right, right. yeah, it's but like, it, uh, it's auburn. like a yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I yeah, like that. that's the word for that I color. Like that. Yeah, but just as a pro tip, if you want a cool name for a horse or animals in general, God names, very cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I can't think of anything besides Hades off the top of my head for some reason. It's locked on that name. There are other. It's God of War, right? Or is yes, that it is. Greek yeah. God. Oh no, no, no. It's the God of no, Death no, 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 no. or something like that. No. Ares is the God of War. Hades is the God of the Underworld and Death. So Death. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was close. I had an yeah. idea. Um, let's talk about, so, you know, would you want to do the money superlative? Are we going to keep doing that? Like, how much money I started with and how much I ended with? Might as well. Is that a superlative? I think I was just asking. I, is it? I, I don't remember if it is. Bill, Will- Bill Williamson, Bills of the Week. Uh, <laughs> There's a superlative. Still funny. It's still yeah. funny. I've heard it before. Um, so I started off at around, I want to say about $600. I had a lot of money. I remember you going a lot last time. Maybe yeah. not that much. Maybe I'd done a few missions, but I ended up with a lot. And at the end of this week, we're ending with about 330 Oh, But so I spent, spent way more than money. that. I spent way more than I that. I told you to spend money, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, I spent a lot of money. After I bought that horse, I had $36 at one point. So I oh sold gosh. the gold bar, and that put me back up I, to a normal amount. I love when you don't have a lot of money. You feel like... Oh, yeah, I was like, I have like a great scrappy. horse now, but I was like, I yeah, can't do yeah. anything. I, I, I have a problem in real life where I like get itchy, and I feel like I want to spend money every once in a while just on stupid stuff. Sometimes you have to, though. It's, you don't have to, but it feels... exercise your purchasing power. I yeah, think. but not too much. But and I still don't think it's healthy. Like, why would you buy something artificially for that? It's not even it lines up. Like, I needed new shoes for work, and mm-hmm. I, I got that feeling, so it was, like, in sync. That's a good thing to purchase, though. It's useful. Yes, it is. And it, like, that's a good way to get rid of that trigger. Exactly, exactly. But when you don't have anything you need to buy, you just feel like, uh, you know... I feel like when I'm in that situation, it's like when I buy my 2080 Ti. Yep. It's like when you buy something, exactly. I don't need this, but it's an upgrade. Exactly. Oh, man. Um, since we're speaking about to the ethics, man. This does. It does. But since we're talking about money still, I bought a new gun. I want to hear all and about And I don't even guns. think I'm ever going to use another gun in this game. Ooh, it's so wait. good. Let me try to guess what it is. Try and guess. You know, uh, you know a little bit about my habits of what I like to do with guns in the game. I know you don't... You liked using the carbine a lot. You didn't mm-hmm. really use the Calvin revolver unless you, you have that backwards to... I don't have that backwards. We can we can play back the tapes, Brevin. All right, well... You said that you primarily use the carbine repeater. Because it's the most useful gun. Yes. But not because it's the one I like the most. I love using the revolvers. You li- no, I'm saying you like using the revolvers, but you only would use them for style. Oh, not, okay, not yeah. efficiency. You're right, But okay. the fact that you got so defensive about that actually makes me think this new gun might be a revolver or volcanic pistol. Yes, it's yeah. a volcanic pistol. <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, this is... I remember from Red Dead 1 being a lot of fun to use, mm. and my god, I don't need to use another gun. This the, It is a sniper rifle. It's so fun. I put the long barrel on it, and I put the, um, you can put some type of, like, engravings on the inside, I can't remember the exact name. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, rifling. Yeah, rifling, you can put rifling in it. Um, and my god, it is so good. Yeah. It is, like, I have to constantly buy ammo for it because it uses pistol cartridges, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, um, and you don't really find them that often. Yeah, people don't use them that often, but it is just, it is like a sniper. Like, there is absolutely no, like, if you have the dot on them, on their head, it is hitting that spot. And it's so powerful, too. And it's so satisfying. Oh it my is, gosh. I love it. And I love the customization options for that gun. Oh, yeah, it I made mine, so cool. I made mine completely black with an ivory grip. Yeah, It's very nice looking. That's awesome. Um, and the one thing I love about it, too, and I don't know if ever, uh, blah, blah, blah. A lot of other guns are like this, but when you go into Deadeye with it and you do all your hits or whatever on people, 
it takes so long to go through all of them with oh, the volcanic pistol. Not even because it's eight, but when for some reason the animations for that, I feel like with even the carbine, it would be like it'd be pretty fast. But the volcanic pistol is like it's oh. like that slow, and oh, he'll do I all you the meant shots. Highlighting over people, you mean the actual action. the actual action? So I'll be in die for like ten seconds straight, <laughs> slowly just murdering these That's people. That's interesting. I, I haven't thought of that. It's mm. so fun. Oh uh, man, I want to. I want to use it now that you mentioned it because that those were the guns actually i think thinking back to red dead one i think i would always skip over the volcanic pistol because it was the first pistol that you could buy mm-hmm. and i i have this weird psychological thing in when i play video games where like the first type of a thing that's on offer to you you should skip and go for the next one because it's usually better yes so I would always skip over it, and I would never really use it. But it's, it's different. You have to think about that way. Because there's no other pistol that I believe has, like, the lever-action mechanic. All of them are semi-auto. And that's the other thing, is, like, if, I, if I'm going to get a pistol, why not get a semi-auto pistol? Because it's for style. I'm a cowboy. I know. It is, it is so cool. I and love it. I, I don't feel like I've really seen them outside of this game. No, I mean, Oh, just, like... like I looked it up because I was curious about like the how it was created, and it was not used for very long. It was created in 1860-something. Um, by a company called Volcanic or something like that, and um, it really was called Volcanic. Yeah, it was like that was the name of the gun company, and it did not see much use at all. Hmm. Which so I'm surprised it's in the it game. It didn't use. It doesn't use cartridges, does it? <clears throat> no, it doesn't. You and you you put bullets individually into it. It's like it's like a revolver pistol. It's so weird. No, because it's not a revolver though. It's like a lever. Action it's a lever pistol. action pistol. Yeah. yeah, that that's why it's so cool. It's it's like a rifle and a pistol in one. So I can just one hand my rifle. And shoot people from so far away. Ah, oh, man, that's I love so it. Cool. Like I, every like I've been looking forward to playing the game just to use that pistol because it's so satisfying to hit shots with it, like one shot people. I imagine that with a keyboard and mouse, Brevin. I've gotten really good actually at hitting shots now with the the controller. Like mm-hmm. I'm able to pop people from pretty far away with headshots. That's good. It's fun. That's all I gotta say. Uh, did I buy anything else? I bought new clothes, but that's not really that much. That's not too interesting. Can we go on a tangent about controllers for a sec? <laughs> sure. Uh, see, now, there goes my, my lack of active listening. I didn't even register the fact that you said that you bought new clothes until after I said my thing. <laughs> Let's hear about your clothes, Brevin. It, it's not too interesting. I, I bought, um, I think it's called a shotgun jacket or something like oh, that. okay. It's, it's, like, like, it's like another duster coat. Yeah. I yeah. love duster coats in, in these games. I remember in Red Dead 1, I always wore the duster coat outfit. Yep. And I wore one before, but now I got a new one that's like, it's kind of like a plaid design, but not, not plaid. I mean, it's not, it's kind of like a pinstripe design. Okay. It's still probably not the right word. But it's got a design on it. It's black and red, um, and it's got like a red um, embroidery, like kind of like a suit, like you know that little part that would stick out that you'd see underneath. It's got that. Have a nice red undershirt, black um, black jeans. Very red and black, huh? Black and red. Yeah, it looks very evil. I was gonna say, are you going for like an I'm evil not. Arthur? It just I had I was wearing basically all black before, um, but this I don't know. It looks weird to see him in jeans, hmm. like very bright colors and very weird. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I wonder if you can, like, wear... Actually, the shirt I have on right now, that you get a nice zipper ASMR there, <laughs> it's like a Union shirt. I was going to say, yeah, it's a I Union shirt. I put this suit. on, and I was like, hey, I'm getting dressed for the West. <laughs> dressed for the West. <laughs> um, and I, I think it's funny that some of the clothes, even though it's Wild West, like you, they look like things that you could wear today. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, my God. I actually bought... Um, one of my one of my belts, just my last formal belt. Mm-hmm. Um, formal belt sounds weird. No, I, I have a formal thing. belt. Yeah, um, it was it's it's just like the crappy plasticky thing that you get at 
Sears or whatever. Um, That's where you get clothes. No, I don't know. I don't even <laughs> That's know. The you, worst. you know what I mean. Like I know a what department you mean. Store. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Buy Although Sears has a do brand they sell of flannels, they do. Okay. That's very good. But I don't. Is Sears out of business now? I don't know. Like, just I don't think Sears exists. That's why I think <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> trust that. Because the, the uh, oh man, the Sears example. has been dead for fifteen years. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, you bought your bought you bought your belt. I bought. I bought. I bought my belt. You bought your belt. Plastic. Well, it, it was one of the reversible ones. Okay, which, which is also mine is. Which it sounds like a nice concept, but... Oh, they break. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, I would much rather just buy a black belt and a brown belt that mm-hmm. don't break than have this reversible gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is not really a gimmick, but it is useful. You can't deny that it's... I feel like I just always use black belts. I use, I use brown if I'm not wearing dark colors. Like, if I'm wearing khakis with, like, a blue shirt, brown looks really nice. Interesting. Black is black doesn't look like it fits in. Black with anything else, though, basically. With light colors, I wear some light colors, and I wear a black. Well, actually, it depends. I think if you're wearing khakis, a brown belt looks good. That's what I should say. Because hmm. it's kind of like the tan, the brown and the tan. Maybe I should buy a brown belt. No. You should buy a brown belt and wear it with khakis. I just feel like it never. I don't know. I. You know what? I'm not gonna buy a brown belt. I don't care. Why? I don't care because I'll tell you why. I w- <laughs> I needed a new belt because it was getting that like flaky feeling you know like oh yeah yeah you get, it stresses out that one spot where you keep on putting the belt yep. um and i was i just decided i don't want to have to buy another belt again in my life if i can help wow it. so did you like so i went online and i found like genuine leather belts that you mm-hmm. can buy made in good old us of a all right and i if i i think it's called bullhide belts this is a free promotion for i'm not sponsored <laughs> You have to prove it. I actually don't know if that's really what their name is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, and I went to their website and they had like this funny Excel spreadsheet looking thing mm. of discounts with like item numbers where you can order things by finding the item that you want, typing the number in. It was like the most what? confusing <laughs> online purchasing I've ever done. But did you, were you sure you're online and not just in a local Excel spreadsheet and trying to purchase stuff? <laughs> I downloaded a spreadsheet, yeah. Um, no, but I found this belt that was like horse hide, right? Mm. Which is apparently an exotic uh, hide, according to this, this website. Which I don't feel like it's that exotic. I mean, I don't think, I feel like it would be either. Like, what are you going to do with horses when they die? Like, you're going to make, you're going to use them, and there's a lot of horses. Yeah, that's true. That's my thoughts exactly. But right. I, I don't <laughs> I even know. The words out of your mouth. I don't even know. Um, what was I even saying? You bought a new belt. <laughs> yes. I think, okay, I think, had I not played, here's my point. Okay. Had I not played Red Dead Redemption 2, when my belt got all annoying and gross, mm-hmm. because it does that, I probably would have just gone into Kohl's or whatever and bought one of those crappy belts for 20 bucks mm-hmm. and been like, this will last me for another year, if that, before it gets annoying again. Mm-hmm. But I see all the beautiful leather that everyone has on. Like the the bandoliers and the belts and everything, it all just looks so good and like mm-hmm. it doesn't look uncomfortable either. Like the the cloth looks comfortable and everything. I never even thought about cowboys being uncomfortable. It probably would be very. Uncomfortable. I feel like they yeah. probably needed a lot of baby powder. <laughs> um, but I think because I was seeing all of that awesome leather, I was like, I want to do it right this time. Mm-hmm. So I got this this nice belt. Have you seen it? Oh, I haven't even seen it. Look at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take my belt off. All right, there we go. To show you. <laughs> 
Isn't this nice? Like this. Oh is, my god! That so is a thick. man. It's double wide, which I didn't really realize what that meant until it showed up in my house, and I was concerned that it wouldn't actually fit. I'm trying, trying to get ASMR. Oh, okay. Yeah, just to prove that. I <laughs> just to prove that there's a belt, dude. This is so nice. I spent, I think, eighty dollars on that belt, That's and not, it was on sale down from like a hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, this thing, like, it's still gonna do that, but like, it's not gonna break. Yeah. Like, you could like fit, you could fit some massive things through that. <laughs> is that what we're doing? It's a now? big hole. That's All right, Brevin, I give me my belt back. Give okay, me it back. This is no. I didn't take my pants off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got a I size thirty-four. It. it smells good. It smells like real leather, and this is like it's broken in now because I've had it for like uh, I'm not gonna put my belt back on because I'm sitting down. That's awkward. <laughs> um. I've had it for a while, and it's it's really durable, and I love it. And I my, my goal is to never buy a belt again in my life. We'll see. Isn't it nice? It's so nice. Like, I want a nice belt. When this one breaks, I'm going to buy a nice belt. I'm saying. See, so you, Invest. Might, you might say, like, $80 on a belt. Like, that's insane. That's not, though. Cause if but I'm, gonna... I'm wearing it every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm saving myself probably, like, $160 in those cheap, crappy belts that mm-hmm. I would buy over time. And I might never need a belt like this again. What I also like about it, by the way, is so like you can see I'm at like the second hole from the edge. Mm-hmm. So if I get any fatter, I can't wear this belt anymore. So, so you have a reason not to get fat. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. I don't care about. Well, I do care about my health. We're trying to go to the gym more lately, just to give you a little. Well, actually, we've just been going to the gym. That's it. Wasn't even like trying to go more. It's just we're going to the gym. Oh, now. because we haven't. We been never going went before. to the gym yeah, before. You're right. So yes, we have been. Um, but yeah, I just I love I love real leather things, and I think that we should buy more of them. That's my point. Support local. Buy some leather. It's just a. It's beautiful. I'm so happy with this. What was it called? Buffalo hides. <laughs> it was not it. Bull hide. Bull hide. Yeah. Bull hide, but they sell horse off. hide. All right. They sell horse hide, among other hides. You know what I call that? Some bull... Oh, can't say it. Why would you call it that? I'm just kidding. Well, because they're not selling... They have a wrong name. Oh, so it? All right. They, they should stick to their it didn't, name. The joke didn't stick. All Moving right. on. Cancel this whole thing forever. <laughs> All right. Well, now, we're, now that we're at our normal time from when we start talking about this... <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we're artificially packing it out so that we <laughs> don't talk about the missions. Well, there's not as many to talk about, so there's... Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. Let's get to the missions. Let's get to it. All right. First mission... I don't even remember. This was, like, so long ago at this point. It was only only five days ago. But feels like a long time. So in my my note right here, it says, Arthur seems to be questioning Dutch's judgment. Oh, this... Okay, it's all coming back now. This was after the fishing mission. This is the mission directly after that. I think that was the final mission I had done. Or the final story-related in chronological order mission. So... This is where I need to read. Okay, so we're with John in this mission, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what we're doing. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so helpful, Brevin. Thank you for taking notes. Oh, we're sheep herding. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Sheep herding? Really? Yeah, there was a sheep herd. So what happened was, in this mission, John gets noticed that there's some farmers or some people, basically. I think they're, they might also be outlaws that are going to bring sheep to um, Valentine to auction them off. So what we're going to do is pose as those guys. We're going to kill them. With a sniper. I got a new sniper. I don't remember what kind of sniper Rolling block rifle. A rolling block rifle. That's what... How did you know that? Did you watch me play this? I was there. I was watching the stream. <laughs> no, I, I just know the name of the gun. Um, but yeah, I got that. <laughs> Simple as that. I got the gun. Um, 
And you, you snipe these people from really far away and introduces the sniping mechanics. It's all cool. And you pose as these guys and you go into Valentine and you sell the horse or the sheep. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, I don't remember in Red Dead 1 if there were herding mechanics. I feel like there were. Oh, there definitely were. They were contentious, too. Were they annoying? thought that they were annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't think they were that annoying, though. Because I, in playing this game, I was like, it's not that bad. No, I, I felt they, like the, the mechanics were really were done well. In this I game. think the thing is, and this is sort of like the beginning of... We haven't reflected on this. It's in the name. Um, <laughs> but it's a slow mechanic. It is. It's it's one of those ones that's like in there to just be in there. Like they didn't need to put this in as part of the gameplay at all. They could have made this a, a cutscene, but then there wouldn't have really been a mission. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, and I think, and you know, I keep I keep using the term cowboys. I mm-hmm. feel like that's what cowboys actually did. Yeah, they, that, they would hurt, hurt animals. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. You know, I liked it. I didn't I didn't mind doing it. And I got the, you do hear some inter. I most of my notes from this mission were dialogue that was spoken to Arthur and John back and forth. Arthur mentions that he, I already said this, but he's questioning Dutch's judgment on staying after the Pinkertons appear. <clears throat> yep, staying at Horseshoe Overlook. Yeah, which I, that, why did Horseshoe Outpost, that is sticking with me. It's still, like, I feel like, I, what's that, what's there's, that thing called? There's a, darn it, we don't, we, this is the first time we didn't take the map out. There's a, there's a place on the map that's called Outpost, or maybe Manzanita Post. Maybe that's what I'm saying. I don't know, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm just stuck on it. But anyway. I completely agree with Arthur. I think Dutch was being ridiculous and staying. Like, they literally were down the road from them when yeah. they saw them when they were fishing. Yep. And I just think that Arthur... It's almost like I feel like Arthur could probably be better as a leader than Dutch. Uh, I really do. I haven't explored this at all in, in, like, in thinking about it. Would Arthur make for a better leader... I actually maybe I don't know because there's certain parts of Dutch that I think are very characteristic to being a leader. Like he's very, um, very charismatic, but also Arthur is. Mm-hmm. But like he's charismatic in a like a commanding way. Yes, yeah. He, you know what? What you see in great leaders is confidence and just sort of not necessarily confidence like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This is definitely going to work. But confidence like. It will be okay. We will figure it out. Yeah. If we are figuring it out right now. And Dutch is that. Like and the I embodiment th- of that. And I think Arthur, as as great as he is, I think he he doesn't... The reason why he isn't organically the leader in this situation is because he lacks that. Mm-hmm. He's very much like, uh, I don't know, Dutch. I don't know about this. Like, to, to a good... Yeah, extent. he has full right to do that because it's a sketchy situation. But you do have to think, like, you know, a, a job goes bad... Dutch takes one to the head. Who takes his place? Arthur does. 100%. No one else in that group is is set to do that. I actually wonder if it would take more of a... Like, Hosea comes to mind. Democratic leadership. I don't think Arthur would want to be the... The de facto, sole leader. So you de facto make, leader. You know who would be two good leaders? Arthur and Hosea. Yeah, they would make say. a, they'd make Hosea, a dual combo. Hosea is, like, very, like, intelligent and wise. So I think he could be, like... The brains. Hosea would basically be the leader, and Arthur would be the weight behind. He'd be like him. the executor, yeah, like the one to do everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I think the gang would be better off if Dutch just happened to die. Sorry, Dutch. Just, I really like Dutch too, but it's just he. Is that? The, I haven't actually seen these images of these people. But just thinking about um, Dutch looks terrifying. Arthur and Hosea. Well, they all look pretty terrifying in these. 
Yeah, Arthur doesn't look very nice either. Hey, that's kind of how my Arthur looks. You're very close to the mic right now. It's kind of how my Arthur looks. Yep. So Arthur, maybe Uncle would take up the helm. If <laughs> can you imagine Uncle? He's like, hold on. I need to look at these images more. I wish, I wish the listeners could see them because. Some of these like really remind me of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> oh really seems God! To show Why do you just talk about Metal Gear? No, I mean like ah, I wish you had seen like the pictures of like the Metal Gear Solid characters. That looks like a Metal Gear Solid. Ocelot. It looks like Ocelot. Yeah, it looks like he's I, pointing I, to Micah Bell. Yeah, yeah, it's Micah. Which yeah, that, that picture definitely fits Micah. I don't see many similarities between Ocelot and Micah, except for the revolvers. Oh, you didn't play the older games. That's why he. That looks like old Ocelot. Oh. Not the older. Yeah, that would be the older. Because I played played 3, which is like the prequel. Yeah. It looks like old Ocelot, exactly. Besides maybe the mustache. These are really cool. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, these these are... This is... This image that I printed out isn't actually made by Rockstar. It isn't. Someone someone compiled the individual portraits that I think the Rockstar Twitter account tweeted out. Something like that. Super cool. Some press-related thing. But they're all beautiful all right um what were we talking about before that yeah i do think arthur is is a leader i think i wonder if he would be a better leader because he second guesses himself and everyone everything more he's more skeptical because if if you're a skeptical leader right that doesn't mean that you are sitting there scratching your head going like oh i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. it means that you seek help and what does Dutch really seek help from people? Is no, he, like, he doesn't. He makes his decisions by himself. Not yeah, yeah. I mean, he gets help from people to do things, but not to think strategically. Yeah. Um, even Hosea, like you would think Dutch would take advantage of things that Hosea says, but it's a lot of like, I respect what you're saying, Hosea, but I'm going to disagree with you and mm-hmm. just do what I want. What I want to do. Yep. So he does that to Arthur too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Because yeah, I, 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 I think that there's a lot of situations in life where better leaders exist, but because they're better fit for being a leader, they choose not to be one. Does that make sense? I mean, Arthur didn't choose to not be a leader, though. Dutch was there before him. But, but if Arthur were the type of person to take control, mm-hmm. he would be a worse leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if, if he circumstantially ended up being a leader of a gang, that would probably be good Say Dutch gang. died, yeah. Yeah. Arthur to take over. But the kind of person to backstab Dutch or whatever wouldn't be the kind of person you'd want leading the, day, leading yeah. the gang. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I never thought of, like, leadership as a core trait of these characters. Because you do... Th- it's just like, yeah, Dutch is the leader. Everyone else follows along. But that's so funny. Because I, I think everyone to some extent, might even respect Arthur more than they respect Dutch. I think so, too. Especially, you know, that that's one relationship I have no idea what it's like. Dutch and John. Dutch and John. I have not seen them, that's like, funny, huh? have a talk at all. Yeah, because I think, I think they're, hmm. It, it's like Dutch and Arthur have a, they, they both have, like, the father sort of yeah. relationship with Dutch. But yeah. I think Arthur is much more warm to Dutch and they seem to have more of a rapport whereas John's like a sort of estranged son which actually would reflect why he'd have a harder time talking to Jack because he doesn't have the relationship with the father or with Dutch his father figure which leads me perfectly into my next point is that it's mentioned specifically by Arthur that John is living two lives or trying to live two lives he's trying to live one with Abigail and also one with the gang hmm and it's brought up, too, that John left for over a year, which I did not know. 
I just knew he had left the gang, but the, the time period is also given, which a year is a long That's time. That's a very long time. So especially to leave your kid yep. and your wife, or yep. I don't think they're married at this point, but your girlfriend, it's a long time. And yeah, so that gives you a lot of insight. Like if you just walked into the family dynamic of <clears throat> Abigail and John and Jack, you'd be like, man, why is Abigail so such a pain to John all the time? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's trying, he might be a little dumb, but no. If you left for a year, like you, I yeah, would be she has off full too. rights. She yeah. has full rights to for everything that she says. Ah, uh, poor Abigail, man. She's she's hardworking. You know, I really I didn't like her at first in the beginning because I think she's she's portrayed in a really negative way because of the way she treats John, which she has every right to. But that's all we see. And that's so. the problem is is you don't have the context. Mm-hmm. But the fact that John left for a year, like she has every right to be as I don't know. Mad as she wants to. to him? Yeah. Um, but, like, in that mission, the fishing mission I talked about last time, she she seems to really care about Jack, which obviously she would because it's her child. But still, like, she, she seems like she'd be a good mom. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's interesting. I want to go back to your point of, of Arthur saying that John's trying to live a double life because, like, if ja- if if Arthur were in John's situation, we did talk about this mm-hmm. last time or maybe two episodes ago, I don't remember. Um, like, if Arthur just happened to have a family with a gang, would he really settle down, or would he be doing the same thing that John's doing? I don't think he'd settle down. Yeah. Or maybe Arthur is suggesting that John should just send his family away and just support them remotely or something. Yeah, this reminds me, actually. I was I have a friend who's listening to our podcast, and he mentioned specifically, I, I'm assuming he's right because he's also playing the game, but we were talking about why Mary and Arthur didn't work out, and it was because Arthur didn't want to settle down. And I don't think I said that. We were kind of like playing around the subject. So it's more just proof that Arthur's not going to want to settle down. Interesting. Okay. No, that is that is right. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur doesn't want to settle down. Yeah. So I think he's Arthur is frustrated with John because Arthur has made the, made the decision. And he says, mm-hmm. I cannot be a family man and a gangster outlaw. Yep. But John is trying to have his cake and eat it too. Never understood that expression, by the way. Um, can you explain yeah, I don't that? Understand. No, I don't understand it, but I understand what it means, but, like, the actual, like, action doesn't make any sense. Because it, it, it's, you normally apply that expression to things that are you're doing two mutually things at exclusive yeah. or two separate ideas, um, but you would never eat a cake without having it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't understand But you it. can have a cake without eating it, I guess, but then why would you even have a cake? Like, that doesn't... If you're not going to eat it. Like, the the expression should be, you know, you can't have your fries and your cheeseburger or something. You know what I'm saying? I, no, I, I, no, wait, 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 hold on. I'm, I'm getting there. Yep. The expression should be, you can't have your fish and your chicken. You know how you go to a wedding and you just select the oh, main course? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a mutually exclusive decision mm-hmm. where you can't select both. <laughs> That'd be really funny, though. I don't know what they would do in that. They'd probably be... The, they'd the just be annoyed. <laughs> they'd make them both, but they'd be yeah. like, I'm just spitting both of these. Um, yeah, so I just whoever came up with that, have your cake and eat it too expression. Can you email us? Can you email us and explain <laughs> it? Or if you... If we do have the understanding correct, then I would just want to say that it's a bad expression. We should take it back. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Are you that. sure you want to move on? I think we should keep talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Kate. All right, so this I, I think this is part of the same mission because once you get back and 
you, you you bring the horses in, and he's like, all right, I'm going to auction them off or whatever. Sheep. You, sheep, thank you. I keep, I keep calling them horses. Um, you you go to a saloon. I'm pretty sure Dutch is there. Maybe, no, it must be a separate, it is a separate mission, for sure. Okay. Because it just happens to be that, like, right after you can do it, so you go, like, oh, you automatically you, just go that this way. Is, this isn't the main saloon in Valentine's, like the rinky-dink one. The little rinky-dink one, yeah. Yep. I didn't realize there's two saloons. That's really Isn't cool. that interesting? I yeah. like that that dynamic yeah interesting um but so this is funny this happened to me um it specifically set me up to have my gun on my back for this mission i was like that's weird i'm going to saloon like i don't want to walk in with a gun strapped <laughs> on my back so i purposely put it away oh <laughs> you went out of your way I to went out of my way to, to fit the immersion of the game better because mm-hmm. i don't think mars or i almost called him marston arthur would walk into a saloon just gat it up like that just his pistol. That's all he needs. It's a cowboy. He doesn't need to... Does he have the volcanic pistol? He point? did not have the volcanic oh, pistol. Oh boy, Brevin. That's a... Okay. Alright, so... Yeah, just walking in with my Cattleman revolver. Actually, it's the double action revolver. You, you got the double action. I must have picked it up off of somebody. I found okay. that out later. It's good. It, it, the double action, I believe you don't need to press RT twice to fire, right? You're right, yes. I noticed that. I must yeah. have picked it up at some point and never realized it. Um, I noticed that when I was buying the volcanic pistol. But anyway, disarm myself purposefully for this yep. mission. Awesome. Is it just you're just going into a bar just to have a chat? To, exactly, just going to have a chat. So Dutch is in there, and there's a little chat going on, and he tells Arthur, uh, not Arthur, he tells John, and I can't remember the other guy that's with them. Isn't it Hosea? No, it's not Hosea. I know for sure it's not Hosea. Uh, might have been Bill. I don't. It probably is. It's, it's not important. He tells John and some other guy to go check out the sheep to go see if they've been sold yet. Okay. Um. And then it turns up that this guy, this new character, shows up, and he's the antagonist for the characters. Probably the the good person in real life, because he mm. seems to be the honest person. Leviticus Cornwall. Ah, oh, Leviticus Cornwall. Which is a fantastic name for I love that for name. a character. So he is the oil tycoon. Probably yeah. many other things tycoon. Yeah, he's like he's like an entrepreneur tycoon guy. He's basically the guy behind the money that is being stolen. settling the west. Oh, he's like the train. He, no, I remember what he is. He's like the owner of the of the railroad. Yep, he's the guy that they stole from. I think they stole multiple times. It wasn't money, but it was like bonds or something. Yeah, they have those bonds. They're trying to sell off. Yes, he stole the bonds from them. And he corners Dutch and Arthur inside the building. And my my note right here, um, <laughs> I put my guns away purposefully because I was entering a saloon, and then a shootout happens. I yep. just love how I wrote that. Like and my then luck. A shootout happened. Well, you should probably, you know, I hope from now on you'll consider that. I will consider it's yeah. part of the game, <laughs> and not. I don't know. It was it was a cool situation. But, yeah, I do like that idea of, um, of you being like, ah, I don't need my gun for this, and then and it turns out to be really bad, and it gets worse too. Believe me. Okay. But, so I, I purposely said Dutch is so cool, calm, and collected when this Leviticus guy shows up. Like he is so like he Arthur is like he tells Arthur not to freak out basically. Because Arthur looks panicked and obviously should be because there's like eight guys outside with guns. Another characteristic of a great leader. You're calm under extreme he is like, duress. Yeah, he is completely cool. He's calm weirdly calm. It's yeah, it's like kind of unsettling. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't care, like if he dies. Because he easily could have right there. I think he, maybe he has that. Maybe that's why he is so successful. Is because he doesn't care. He doesn't really care. But yeah, Arthur is sort of just like, we gotta go, Dutch. He's like, he's yeah. like Dutch, we need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Dutch, he calms him down a little bit, and then um, you just basically get in a big gunfight. So nice. who, who are the people? Are the people with Leviticus Cornwall, do they look like cowboys? or do They, look they were lawmen. Agents? They were lawmen. Oh, lawmen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Because so, this brought up another point, which I wrote. This game just forces you to have a bounty everywhere. 
Yep. It there is no that. way to get around that in this game. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which I was think annoying. Is cool because, well, well, no. I'll, I'll look, go ahead and I'll explain why I thought it was annoying. I don't like it in games where stuff that you do in missions are taken separately from the things you do in free roam. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you go on some crazy massive killing spree and kill sixty different cops in a mission, then you don't. You're, that's not reflected at all in free roam. Like mm-hmm. you step out of a mission, it's like you're exiting a little safety bubble or entering a safety bubble. Yeah, know. yeah. No, um, I actually I love the fact that. Like you said, you get a bounty and like you're restricted from going in that city. Yeah. Not restricted, but yeah, it's, it's a risk to go in the city. Um, but the thing that annoys me is that it. I don't know if the game. Maybe I missed it, but I don't think the game explains bounties very well and how they work. That they don't go away by time. And I thought they did. And I was doing that for like I had never gone to Strawberry again once I did that. Once I did, <sighs> did the mission that takes place, away? I looked it up. Oh, okay. Because it was taking too long, and I didn't want to waste money. Because it was quite a bit of money now to get rid of my bounties. Valentine, I had a bounty, Strawberry, and Blackwater, well, Blackwater, I just wanted Dead or Alive. I can't remember the other city. There was some other town where I was also not liked there. Strawberry? No, not not including Strawberry. There's three towns, and I paid all my bounties off on them, which was like $220. Wow, okay. But it was worth it, because now I don't have to, I can go anywhere. I feel like it says somewhere that they go away after a certain amount of time. They don't, though. Maybe that's I just had, something that we I've been playing for like 10 hours, at least, with, that, with the Strawberry um, bounty, and it never went away. Yeah, so you need to pay them off, and if you don't pay them off, I think I do like though, and I think we talked about this. You can sort of get away with being in, in a town where you have a bounty. You can, yeah. You just have to be careful. You yeah. gotta keep. You gotta be vigilant of lawmen. But um, yeah, you get in a shootout. So the the funny thing was with the shootout is since I had put my gun away and my horse just disappeared, of course, so I can't even <laughs> yeah. go and grab my gun. It turns out I only had like thirty shots of my revolver no for this way. entire gunfight. And have you, you haven't died yet, right? Have not died yet. Okay. And I was like, this is going to be it. This is when I'm going to die. But <laughs> There's I, at least 30 people to kill. There's a mission. lot of people. Yeah. So what ended up happening is you have the cover because you're pushing this cart, this um, horse carriage, as you're maneuvering through the city. That was funny. That, isn't there like an Overwatch game type that's very yeah. similar? <laughs> yeah, it's Payload. Payload, okay. It's just like that. I, I don't play Overwatch, but I think I've seen like a gameplay clip, and that's mm-hmm. what it made me think of. I didn't even put that connection, yeah. But yeah, you do that, and you have all these lawmen coming after you. And it ended up happening is... I probably should have pulled out my sawed off because I think I would have had it on me because you mm. can dual wield, but I didn't use it for some reason. Kept sticking with the revolver and I literally had to run over to bodies and pick up ammo. <laughs> I was playing I with that. no ammo on. Hardcore survival of Red Dead Redemption It was, too. but I lived. I never died. Wow. I was playing super carefully though. That's amazing. That's a hard mission. Yeah. There's people like on the rooftops and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I think in that mission, I saw an, a gun icon, like a, someone dropped a gun that I didn't have yet. I don't think I've ever seen that. But I was also panicking because I didn't have ammo, so yeah. I was going through the mission. But I wasn't later. able to find the gun, so maybe it might have hmm. been a different time, too. I don't know. But yeah, the, I managed to get through it without dying. That's awesome. So after that, is that the, the event that sparked them to move to... Yes, because they need to get out of Valentine. Because they just murdered, again, half the city. Yeah, and, you know, like, it's so audacious of them to think that they can take over these sheep wrestlers and mm-hmm. go into town as themselves yeah. and sell the sheep. Like, that's insane and i think arthur even specifically says that like we should stay away when he says that when he when he realizes john is going to go talk to the auction salesman mm-hmm. like he's like we no, we need to wait we need to wait time we can't it's already like hot because yep. the people there already knew that they had those weren't the right people because they want to take like 20 percent or something like that um of the sales so they were already on to them and they probably you know told the lawman hey this is where the um dutch's gang is yeah and 
So, so it was right after that mission that Dutch is waiting, or is it the same mission? It's not the same mission. You you start it, but it, it works so well together that I think it's like meant to be played together. Oh, it's okay. definitely a separate mission, though. All right, because you said that you're waiting to see if they paid. Um, yeah. Okay. Wasn't there a very tense scene standing on the porch of that saloon? Yeah, Dutch when he's talking, talking to Leviticus. Cornwall? Yeah, I wish I could remember exactly what he says. Um, he's just he's just so chill. Which I think we were just talking about how like a good leader should be chill and calm, but actually, it can get to a point where it borders on recklessness. Oh, I think, I think it, Dutch is reckless. Yeah. So had it been Arthur, he wouldn't be and he wouldn't be doing any criminal activity. He'd be like working on a mill with his gang. You yeah, know? yeah. He wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not. I don't know. But he'd be he'd definitely, he'd definitely be far more cautious. And Dutch is sort of like. It's one thing to not have any care for your own life and mm-hmm. to live like that, but when you are responsible for so many people, you need to be more sensible. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, yeah. I love the fact that this game forces you to actually be a criminal and feel like a criminal, though. Yeah. Like, the far, the more I'm getting into this game, the more I'm realizing that Arthur isn't a very nice person. I'm saying. Like, he is... He's... I don't... It's just... Just the whole context of the game where you're in a gang and you're performing these, like, heists and they actually feel, like, extremely legal. Like, it's not like GTA where it's like, oh, it's a video game. Like, it feels very real. Yeah. Everything that you're doing. No, you're right. And, and the way you're in... Like, even just stealing those sheep. Like, they could have made the mission, oh, let's go find some sheep and go herd them and bring them in John Marston style in, the, in Old Red Dead 1 where he would have done something like that. Yeah. But in this game, you're killing people to pose as them to sell It's ruthless. Sheep. And... I think something that they do in this game that's so telling is none of these terrible crimes that take place are done by an individual. It's never Arthur is like, oh, I need to do this favor for this person. Let me go kill three dozen people. It's, it's always when they're in a group. Yep, it's which, always the gang. Yeah, I think it's just the co-enabling that they have where it's like, well, we're doing it as a gang, so that must justify it in some way. I'm not the only one that's jumping off this bridge. Mm-hmm. Dutch and... Micah are too, so... And I think that plays really well into gameplay mechanics where when you're playing as only Arthur, you feel more inclined to make your own decisions as how Arthur would make them. Yeah. Instead of feeling like Arthur is just an evil person by himself. He's made a decision to follow Dutch no matter what. Yeah. And that is is his moral failure, I think. Yeah. But when he's by himself, I don't feel out of character helping people. Yeah. Or when he goes to collect his debts. Yeah, or, you know, yelling at people. That's that's one time where you are an individual committing cr- crimes. But you're still following orders. Yeah, that's true. You still are. You're it's not, n- you're it's, not... Never, it's never Arthur being like, oh, I'm going to go take advantage of the situation and rob some people. Yeah, he doesn't demand more extra money. But you can do that. And that also can make sense in this context. Yes. Where I think in Red Dead Redemption 1... It didn't make as much sense because John never seemed, he was never doing any crimes. Real, I mean, obviously he was commit, he was breaking laws, but he wasn't like doing crimes for the sake of He wasn't being ruthless and murdering innocent people. Yeah. Um, so when you went as John by himself to go and like commit vile acts, it didn't mesh as well with his cutscene. Um, persona, Mm -hmm. but I think it can work that way. In and I did say I wanted to do this last week. I want to do it this week too, where I, you can play as like an evil Arthur. Mm-hmm. But I think that does work, and I'm curious to see if you have a low honor rating, 
if his dialogue changes with in the, the characters. Yeah, I wonder if he ends up just speaking in a more negative or blunt way, less optimistic and gentle, because mm-hmm. he does have that that kindness to him. He totally does. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a point that I wanted to say. I can't remember. Oh, okay, I remember. Um, I think it's cool that if so this is going off the whole group uh, mechanic of committing crimes when you're in a group, that feels more natural. If I was Arthur, I wouldn't run into Valentine and kill everyone. No, no, no. But if I could bring my gang members with me, that feels legitimate. Like, I feel like that actually could happen. Yeah. Well, not just for the sake of killing everyone. But, like, for the sake of let's rob the, uh, let's rob the um, bank or whatever there. And then let's get out of there and just kill people on the way out because we need to to survive. It feels like a legitimate thing that could happen. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm no longer murdering someone. I'm benefiting the the life of my brother. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, even though they instigate it, they don't, they don't even look at it that way because they're surviving. So that's how they do this, like, moral acrobats. It's not even acrobats to them, though. It's just the way they live. Yeah, it's just their life. To justify what they do. And I think that is the key, because we were talking about and a little bit confused on how they managed to just go back to the camp and be all friendly and play guitar by the fire. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. And I think, um, I, I don't know, we're not psychologists or anything, but I do think that you would see that today still, where uh, moral decay is more likely to happen in groups of people, mm-hmm. where you witness, like maybe you develop, a, you're, you're at work and you're, an accountant or something, and your team of accountants, I don't even know if that's a thing, <laughs> you you work and you trust everyone and everything, and then you notice that one of them is fudging taxes because of such and such reason, you're less likely to report that than you would if you came across that as an individual because now it's your team that's doing that. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're viewing that team as a mini-society that you're valuing more than the overall society in which tax evasion is, is destructive. Yep. And that's exactly what's going on in Red Dead Redemption 2, where their camp is their society. And those are the rules that they follow, not the society as a whole. You know, I'm really curious how, how about how this game is going to end. <laughs> I have no idea where this game is going on its ending. Do you have any, you don't have any more inclination? Or, like, um, I just don't know what the... Like, is the game going to exist at the end of the game? Because right now, the gameplay mechanics are in a sense that the game could not exist and I don't think the game would be hurt by that by it that much. Like, say in Grand Theft Auto V, you can... Or, we'll talk about... I'll say Grand Theft Auto IV because it makes a little more sense. You can kill um, one of the main characters of the game. You can kill Roman or you can kill Kate, right? Those are the two characters. I forgot about that. Aww. You don't kill them, but they you die. Arrange for their you death. arrange for their death. Roman. And I can't believe you would kill Roman, but Kate's. Uh, I, I remember. I just, always kill Kate. You just brought back all the emotions of that game. Yeah, I'm telling you, that game's got I a forgot. great story. That was a good decision, huh? Because Kate, you were like, she was getting married or something? She was getting married. Um, was she the one that you were in a relationship with? I thought of the game you were one? in a relationship you are. with her. You are, but she can die. There's someone who dies on their wedding day in that That's, game. That's. Oh, it's Roman and that. It's Roman. Roman and his wife. Yeah. Oh, man. That's tough. Yep. I love that. But it's not the wife dying. It's Kate can also die. But it's just the fact that she's related to the person I think is getting married to Roman. There's some relationship yeah, going yeah, on there. Yeah. Either, either way, it's a either terrible way situation. The <laughs> yeah. Destroyed. Someone ordered chicken and, and fish to that wedding. <laughs> just say that. Um, that's a good, I'm going to start using that expression. Do you think I can start an expression? Start it. 
And then all our listeners. Just oh, easy there. Don't go more than chicken and fish. <laughs> Sounds so ridiculous. That's pretty good. I like it still. So. Um, uh, but what was that? What was my whole point? What did I start off with on that? Now that we're talking about how in Grand Theft Auto Four you couldn't imagine the game taking place as you by yourself. I think yeah. is where you're going. Yeah. I like. I feel like getting rid of like if if everyone had died off or like a lot of main characters had died off, that'd be weird because there's a empty. lot of there's a lot of mecha- mechanics where people call you constantly. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of that stuff. A lot stuff. of socialization in GTA 4. Um, Which I feel like if they got rid of that, there's not a lot of gameplay mechanics socialization stuff in Red Dead 2, but there's a lot of like like ambient social stuff where like you walk into camp and you say hi to everyone or whatever. But like, what if some terrible event happens and so many people die and like you lose that sense and the game ends on a really somber note where like Arthur's a lone wolf now. Just you're alone. I like that. So that, I mean, that's essentially the ending of the original Red Dead Redemption. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, it's so sad, man. That, that that was one of the few endings that made me like actually cry. I sort of want to go back and or, play like, as up. play as Jack and like find meaning for him because he's uh, he really is it's like, such a ah. Uh, it's it's not even anticlimactic because no, it's a bold way to end a video game. Yeah, to, but to get rid of the main character, Jack just becomes a man out of time. Like it's nineteen. It's in the middle of the nineteen teens. Yeah, around it is. then. Yep. If even the twenties, and he's he's just out there as a cowboy. Like that's, that's insane to think about, or an, an outlaw just by himself. Mm-hmm. What is he doing? What is Jack? There's no end to Jack. That's a good one. No, he's just he's lost everything pretty much. I, does everyone else die in the end of Red Dead One? Is it uh, just John? I think you end up seeing that there's a grave for Abigail. Yeah, you're right. Abigail's also... Yep. So that's so sad. That is such a brutal ending to that game. Imagine their next game is actually a sequel to Red Dead Redemption 1. First of all, that'd be very confusing. But also, it's like Jack's arc trying to trying to make his way in the Roaring Twenties. That'd be really... I have no idea what that would even play like. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know if it'd be interesting. I don't He'd think be, Jack is... Well, I think you could make something of Jack. I think Jack, as he is... At the end it's of like Red Dead Redemption slate. One, yes, they don't give him a character probably by design so that you can just play the game how you want at that point. But I think with the context, he is sort of like the warrior poet sort of thing, where he has the liter- literature background, um, and he is—he's like a nerd. He's like a cowboy nerd. Yep. it's very interesting. So I, I think it would be cool to see his arc, but also. Doesn't need to be told. It doesn't really. But you that's exactly what we were saying about this game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That we we didn't I don't need any more of John Marston. I'm satisfied with how that ended, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's adding so much. It, it is, yeah, no, it really so helps. Anything that that Rockstar does. Before we move on, I don't know, I don't we're on like a thread off a thread off a thread. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned GTA four. I was just watching a playthrough, uh, and it wasn't really a full playthrough, but just like the beginning of The Lost and Damned. Mm-hmm. And it seems so... First of all, the graphics are at a... I remember when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, I was like, this is it, man. We well, it was, it. though. I, I know. <laughs> and it is beautiful, but looking at it now, it does look a little bit weird. Yep. Like, you could start to see the uh, jank of it. Mm-hmm. And it, the city feels so much more empty. Like, I know people, when the game came out, were like, yeah, okay, New York City has this little traffic. And that was like a joke, but I've never I'd never been there at that point. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm looking at a gameplay of it and it just is sort of absurd. Yeah. You just have these cars racing down these empty streets and Yeah, they're like, in Times Square and it's completely empty. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird 
it's almost eerie and like uh oh no what do you call that uh oh, i'm sorry oh no when something uncanny valley yeah there we yeah, go yeah yeah. yeah yeah where it's it's almost real but it's not and mm-hmm. it, it but i didn't get that impression when i first played it because it it was it did look good enough i want to talk about though the narrative structure of the lost and damned it's actually very similar to san andreas where you go and pick up your friend from prison that happened in the beginning of san andreas yeah right? it's one of the earlier missions I haven't finished San Andreas' entire campaign, but I played the beginning parts wow. of it. Wow. That's interesting. When I was younger, I just played it. I never played the campaign. I think I was never really picked it back up. That was saying that San Andreas was one of the top 10 downloaded mobile apps in like last year or something. Mobile? Isn't that weird? That's so crazy. It's you can play it on your phone. Insane. I don't know who's actually playing it, though. I, would like I to... feel like people really might play that, dude. When you sit through. We're not, we're not the demographic that is for. You know that. Well, I can see, like, that's actually so cool. That's, like, what I dreamed of as a kid, being able to play these full-breath games mm-hmm. on a mobile device. But to, to sit through that entire game using the on-screen joysticks or whatever... It feels like a nightmare. I don't know, man. Anyway, it's... The, the narrative structure seems so much more punchy and deliberate than it is in Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, someone made a comment that it was like an HBO show. You do have to remember that The Lost and Damned is a DLC. It's not yes. a full game. I know. and that I, So it doesn't have the, the breadth, the, the time. Because GTA 4 plays in a similar... Um, progression? Progression way. Maybe even slower than Red Dead 2, in my opinion. You make a good point. Because you. I remember starting GTA 4 and being like, what is going on? You yeah. like go to the garage or whatever where Roman is hanging out, and you're like, hey, Roman. And then there's just like no... Yeah, that is a very weird, slow that game. Is a weird, I want to go back to that. That's funny. That's why I love GTA 4 so much because it's it feels like like Roman is or not Roman. Um, Nico is such a good character because his growth arc is very slow, and you really see where he becomes like basically a madman by the end of the game. Not a madman, but he he puts himself. He gets deeper. He gets into deeper relationships with more evil people as the game goes on, and then it comes back to bite him in the butt when he finally meets the most evil people, like Dimitri. It's funny, And you see what he's come... He comes off the boat, and he could potentially just get a job. He could, yeah. But he moves in with uh, Roman. And Roman. then you get involved with... Uh, I can't remember his name. I haven't played in so long. Brucey. But the, not Brucey. Brucey's not really a bad guy. The The first real antagonist of, that, of the beginning of that game. I don't remember either. It's the it's the gangster. It's like the mafia guy. I don't remember his name. It's the one you you push him off and or you I think you throw his body in the water or something like that. Anyway, <sighs> it's not really that important. Just a great. All point. I was trying to say was um, the Lost and Damned like dialogue and everything seems more like a TV show, mm-hmm. for example, than than organic. Than organic. It, it wasn't like. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like you're watching an episode of a TV show where there'd be a mission and be like, "Hey, I need to get my bike back from the enemy gang." And mm-hmm. then uh, John. It's so funny watching John. His name is John. Johnny. Right? Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because now there's two Rockstar main characters. John. Coincidence. Very yes, true. That's a coincidence. Um, he's because he, you know what he ends up, what ends up happening to him in GTA Five. Right? Yeah. Yep. And so just seeing him in his gang and being like sort of annoying but also cool like what a weird character he is yes he's so weird because you 
you think of an archetypal biker guy, he's a cool, like, stone cold, chill guy that you might see at, like, your dad's cookout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe my dad's cookout. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Johnny is just sort of annoying, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Anyway, everything s- seems like it's set up as, like, a path to action. And there's a little bit of that in Red Redemption too, but it seems far more organic. So I think it's interesting. It would be really interesting to play through the stories of Grand Theft Auto games and, like, see how they progress over time. That'd take a very long time. Yes, it would. But I think they've grown so much in a narrative sense. And I actually want to say, like, going back to that choice with Kate and Roman, that was an impactful moment, but it's still so video gamey. Oh, it is, completely. Like, even at the end of, um, well, actually, I feel like the end of GTA Five, where you have to make the same type of decision, and you can either kill. Um, and oh God, thinking back Trevor on that, I don't. That wasn't satisfying. Oh no, there's no reason to kill either of them because you can do the way to get out of it all. Which yeah, so looks the, like it should kill uh, Franklin. The fact that they gave you a way out like that makes it weak. Makes it weak, and it's like just make that the ending then. Why? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I like the idea of killing Trevor. I think that's cool, because he's a monster. Yeah, he's the one I don't feel bad killing as much as Michael. Even Michael's a bit of a But Michael's jerk. got a family, though. Uh, so it's a little different. His family sucks. I hate his family. His family does suck. All I'm saying is the fact that you have that agency and there's a way to subvert that choice, essentially, mm-hmm. is lame. And I think that game would have been better off if there was a great build-up and something that definitively happened. Rather than this wishy-washy, like, oh, how did the game end? I don't know. Did you choose this or this or this? Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that they robbed themselves of a narrative arc that could have left you with a greater sense of meaning. Like when John dies. You don't like make when a John choice. Dies. Yeah, there's no choice there because that's the character. That's oh, what happens. That ending, man. It's just so, so brutal. With, with Michael, it's like, what is Michael's destiny after all he's fought for? And you have these three different versions of that now. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I don't like um, Trevor. Trevor. So that's that's my ending. But yeah, uh, I always thought GTA V's ending was very weak compared I, to other Rockstar games. I think we're moving away from this need in video games to take advantage of video games for the sake of it. Because that's a platform for like making choices and yes. having an impact story. Yes. There's a place for that. Like, you can play... Um, RPGs, where you RPGs make your own story. Or what Heavy Rain, and uh, what's the one that just came out? Detroit. Yeah. It's all about making choices. But when you have this game that's a strong narrative with all these built-out characters, and then you just throw choices in here and there because it's a video game. Like, that's dumb. Yeah, so, all the choices in Red Dead 2 feel really organic. Like, it's just kill the hostages or don't kill the hostages. Like, something like that, where it's just... How do you, what do you think is the best decision? They're small scale. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not kill this main character. But they're still profound. Yeah, they are, for sure. <sighs> I think we should get back to talking let's, about the Yeah, let's get back. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> What's the next mission? Oh, it's the one where... All right, so this is... Now Dutch, since that whole situation happened at Valentine, Dutch is like, we need to leave. Or Arthur is more like, we need to leave, and Dutch is like, okay, let's leave. Yeah. They um, pushed him over. They pushed him over, yeah. So... You and Charles, who is, this is the first time in a while we've gotten to actually do something with Charles, because he's the one we're hunting with, right? Yep. So, you know, I really like Charles. This mission made me, reminded me of why Charles is a good guy. He's like probably one of the most pure characters in the gang, I would say. Even though he commits terrible crimes, like, 
He just seems nicer than everyone else. I agree with that. And I think I think because he's uh, is he partially Native American? He is, yeah. Yeah. I think you can sympathize with him more because it's not it's not his society that he's an outlaw of. Mm-hmm. Like in had Amer whatever you want to call them. Native Americans? Cologne, uh, no, no, no. I mean like the non-Native Americans. Oh, okay. Everyone else, the white men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just rolled over his civilization. He probably would have been a chieftain mm-hmm. and like a really good one, a nice guy. Yeah. <sighs> Charles is awesome, man. But He really is. He's living in... He's, it's, it's like he's trying to maintain his values and then the best way for him to do that in the society isn't to, you know, become some crazy factory worker. Not crazy. Mm-hmm. Very non-crazy. Yeah, Just very, a like, boring... Go work on, work at the railroad because this is the society that I'm in now. Like, mm-hmm. no, are you kidding me? He's, that's not who he is. Yeah. Um, so in this mission, you're going to find a new place to live and one of the places that you get told about is this, this open kind of like... It's kind of like a dry river. A river that drives, like a riverbed, yeah, riverbed. And you come across it and you see some things set up, like someone was living there. And it turns out, it turns out to be this German family where you, you meet this, this mom and you meet this little girl with them. And I'm all about this. This was, I love this mission. It was a great mission. Um, it built a lot of me feeling like Arthur is not a good person, basically. Because mm. his, Arthur's first reaction is this, this woman it, is hiding with her, with her, um, with this little, with her little girl. And she has a shotgun out. She's aiming it out because she knows people are around. And as soon as they move these boxes out of the way, she's still pointing at them. And they both decide to, you know, this, they obviously know this person's not going to shoot them just for no reason because she doesn't look like she's insane. Yeah. Um, so they put their guns down, and Arthur just starts off by telling them to leave. Like, they don't speak English. That's the other thing, too. These are a German family. They only what's, speak German. What's prompted this? I'm confused. They, they happen to be living there. They happen to be. Oh, oh! I remember. They sent they sent Charles and Arthur ahead to find to a scout. New site a, yeah, to scout a place they had heard about. Yes, for the yes. yes that's okay, why. and then they ran. They came across this German family that was in the spot that they were yes. considering. Okay, yeah. so Arthur's first reaction is, like I said, is to try and just kick them out. Uh, Brevin, you were just talking about the Germans leaving camp, right? Yeah, and then we, I decided to stop because... We went to take a break because Sasha is in the room, my yep. dog, and she was making a little... You know, she's a Boston Terrier, and they have the thing where they make, like, snorting noises. Yeah. So uh, she's good now, but we were concerned that that was getting picked up. Maybe we should have been concerned, though, Brevin. We, yeah. Because <laughs> you tell them, tell them what you've done. Well, it wasn't just my fault. It's both of our faults. So if you if you haven't noticed already, there's definitely a change in the quality of our sound yep. right now. And that's because even the last episode, it's funny. This is very meta to talk about the podcast like this. But we I do this already. It's yeah, fine. we do. Um, I told Tyler specifically that the last episode that he edited. Which was last episode. Yes, that episode was. Yeah, four. it would have been episode four. Sounded much worse than episode three in quality. And I had no <laughs> idea why. At first, I thought it was his fault. But then I was like, let me go check the raw footage or the raw um, tape and see if it's messed up. And it was. And I was like, I don't understand how that could have happened. So I was thinking it's probably mic technique. We got to get up on the mic more. Yeah. So we've been really close to the mic recording this time. And I have my headphones plugged directly into the mic. So I hear it and I'm like, yes, this is good. We're good. Yeah. Um, So it comes to find out that for this episode up to this up till this point and last episode entirely, (laughs) we were using the built in recording on my macbook which surprisingly doesn't sound that bad the mic on your macbook 
sounded good enough for me to edit the entirety <laughs> of the last episode and be like, yep, we're Sounds here. Good. Yep, this is why we paid a hundred dollars for a microphone. Oh my gosh. And um yeah, this is this is sounds a lot better. I'm very happy we've noticed it's this. It's good so to we, be back. We will never make this mistake again we, until we, we do. We might make this mistake. We're not again. gonna do it next episode though. Yes. We've learned for a little bit. Yes. I'm sorry, listeners. I hope that it hasn't been that bad. I feel like it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It's just now you're going to be like, wow, this is way <laughs> higher quality. Yeah. I think you, you played it back and it sounded like we were like in the corner of the room. With it the sound, I even specifically mentioned it sounds like there's something in the room. Like a, a mic's in the room somewhere, yeah. but we're not at it. And that's exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what so it was. Thankfully, the laptop is like three feet away from us. But had it not been... It would have sounded terrible. We, we would have just wasted an hour and a half of our time. Yep. So that's why we won't make this mistake again. So we're again. not, we're, we have, I, we haven't even talked about this. I'm making the decision that we're not re-recording. No, we're not. I would, I I would had, want to. We had good stuff this first half of the episode or no, whatever. That's that's too much to re-record. Oh uh, my gosh. I yep. cannot believe that. Yep, that happened. And now we sound a lot better at least. You know what? It's never going to happen again. Because we're purposely going to check this every time before we start recording. You're right. You're right. It won't happen again. It won't. It won't happen again. And you know we could have gone longer without noticing. We could have gone. We could have so, gone the whole episode, and then we could have went to the next episode and, and not noticed again. And yeah, I think like, we would have figured it out. I don't know, but all right, let's get back to the let's get back to the you know podcast. what you know what our problem was, what? and this is something I've been listening to another podcast. I keep plugging other podcasts, which might not be a good idea as a podcast host, but whatever. People have time. Got to give love to everyone, right? Yes. Uh, what is it called? It's called. All right, fill for me, Brevin, while I find the name of this podcast. It's it's hard to believe that I really I really hope it's not. It, no, it's going to be too jarring for the listeners. They're going to be like, I don't think I want to hear Brevin this this clearly. <sighs> the problem is there's going to be a volume difference, so well, that won't be hard to deal with. We can, just, can deal with that. these are two different tracks. Okay. Good. And now now Sasha is making noises again, and now she's definitely getting picked up on the yeah, mic. Yeah, there is that is for sure being. Picked we're up. leaving it in. I don't care. Yeah, this episode's um, already. This episode, yeah, we're not, we've... Episode 5 and we're still trying to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, and we've had another series before this. Check out Computable, yep. by the way. Yeah, it's... Interested in hearing more I, of our we usually, we usually use the right microphone yes. in Computable. We said Cautionary Tales is the name of the podcast I want to plug. Okay. It's about real disasters in history, like um, this deadly airship race in Britain, where like a bunch of people died. There's also... Let's see... Britain invented then ignored Blitzkrieg. Cool stuff in history where disasters happen. Okay. One of my favorite ones is where this guy is, he's got this massive ship. I forgot what the ship was called. And he's the captain of it. And he needed to chart a course. He could either go around a little island, which is like the safer way given the width of his ship. Mm -hmm. Or he could have gone through a little, um, not a canal, but like a canal is man-made. A uh, ravine is that what you're thinking? No, a ravine. That's that's uh, that's on land. That's what that's what you find in Minecraft, and you get oh, like the the big like not almost use the word like crater. a giant crack. Yeah, a crack in the ground. Crack on the ground. Oh god, I hope there's no geologists listening to us. Yeah, that what, is, that, us. is it a geologist or a geographer who's concerned with geologist is like probably rocks, both? Right? Geologist is like rocks, but is it rocks like of a grand scale, or is it just like sedimentary or metamorphic? Just little rocks. I have no idea what I'm like talking about. <laughs> I'm just making this up. Anyway, this guy he, he has one path that's narrow and one path that's wide, but he has a 
he has a timeline that he's trying to fulfill. Sorry, that's Sasha in the background again. Say hi, Sasha. And now she doesn't make any noise. Okay. Oh, there. Wow, that was all right. Hey, that's pretty good. What's up? <laughs> What's up, Sasha? <laughs> um, but he's he's on a tight schedule, so he's like, ah, I'm just gonna go the narrow way. I'm sure I can manage it. Long story short, he assumes that things are okay, so it takes him a very long time for him to be like, oh, things are not okay. Mm-hmm. And by the time he makes it to that point and he gets to the threshold of a disaster is happening, there's nothing left for him to do. So the whole point of the episode is talking about how, like, at this point in time, when he was woken up at 3 a.m. by his second-in-command to say, oh, I think that our, you know, such-and-such reading is off a little bit. If he had been like, oh, let me investigate that and fix something, he would have been fine. There wouldn't have been a disaster to talk Mm -hmm. about. But instead, he was assuming that things were fine. I bring this up just to say (laughs) we saw that our audio levels were really low in the last episode, and we're just like, meh. But looking at them now, they're drastically different. I'm, no, they, I'm, I'm looking. I at, noticed it before, but I just didn't think we're that dumb. We should have investigated it. We had too much faith that we weren't dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and that's our problem. And actually, all right, let's tie up. Let's tie it back in. Pay attention to this in Red Dead Redemption. They go to Valentine or Horseshoe Overlook. There's little things that keep happening. And Hosea's like, let's get moving, Dutch. This is dangerous. I don't think we should do anything. Mm-hmm. Dutch is like, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Finally, there's this big gunfight in Valentine where mm-hmm. Leviticus Cornwall is knocking on their door and the Pinkerton agents, two separate entities, as well as the enemy gang is yep. probably sn- sn- uh, sniffing around for him. Yep. And finally, Dutch is like, okay, fine, let's let's leave. Let's leave at the last possible second. So I think in life, we ought to be more agile yes. and think more. So let this be a lesson, Brevin, that if you see that the audio levels are lower than you think, don't just assume that it's fine, but investigate. <sighs> Never again. All right, what was I talking about before this whole situation? Germans. The German, just Germans. Not Germans, but the Germans. Yeah, the Germans. All right, the family. So, oh yeah, I remember remember what I was talking about. Arthur's first reaction is to get them out of there, just drive them out and like intimidate them basically out. And Charles is trying to figure out what the issue is of why, why are these people here? And just, you know, they have, there's some story here. Yeah. That we're not getting, and it's because of the uh, diet, not dialect issue, but the language issue. Um, so he tries to figure out what the issue is, and they come to find out that the the father has been taken. But since there's a language barrier, they have absolutely no idea who's taken him and why. So how do they find out father? By the way, I don't even think they know it's a father, but they just know it's they're missing someone that there's someone they like is missing, yeah. someone that's part of their family or whatever. Um, I don't even under- I don't remember how they even get the details of like where they are. It's like, probably like very minute information they went that way yeah like pretty much that but you go you go to such a specific spot but anyway you finally get there and it turns into another like shootout situation where they, i don't remember who they've been taken by is it o'driscoll's uh probably or like the raider people that are there that you always get in random events oh with. the creepy gross mud people no i don't mud people i don't remember those wait what raiders they start with a t that's not tuscan because that's Tuscan raiders <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's um, something weird. I don't remember their names, but there's some type of like oh, I know they're like a third about. party gang. No, kind they're of. they're remnants of the the Confederate Army. Oh, is that the, really what the that Lemoyne is? Raiders? It might be. Yeah, it is. It is the Lemoyne yeah. Raiders. The, you didn't you didn't pick up on that? No, I didn't even realize they're all gray wearing the 
Confederate uniforms. They're like trying to take back the South, essentially. Wow, that's why they're all kind of not nice people. <laughs> you know, I don't know that. Uh, no, never, never mind. Okay, I'm I'm afraid to just say that if you were a Confederate, Confederate yeah, I, I feel like I thought I thought not a nice person. But I'm also at this point in time afraid to not say that mm-hmm. because of the way people are. Mm-hmm. You're just like you're bound out of this conversation. That's the right. That's the right course of action. <laughs> um, All right, moving on. Obviously, the Lemoyne Raiders are not good people. Yeah, they just they never. There's never been a nice interaction with them whatsoever. Correct. <laughs> I'm just looking at Sasha. She's stretching. She's just she's just too cute. All right, moving on. Um, John left for over a year. Why does that seem like that doesn't matter? So we're rescuing the German father at this Lemoyne Raider camp. I think it was what it was, and turns into a big gunfight. And I still don't remember why they stole him. I don't think it was. I don't think it was probably because he's a foreigner. Probably honestly, or maybe they just wanted money from the family or something. They were a pretty rich family because the guy at the end. There wasn't really much honestly interesting stuff that happened this mission, other than the fact that you found a new outpost. You can call it an outpost. I'm going to call it an outpost for now because it works. I'll accept it. <laughs> you find a new location, which turns out not even to be the riverbed. It turns out to be this area where this Lemoyne, where the raiders had set up. Yeah, which is on like it's on right on the edge of like a big lake. I like that that adds a bit more believability to it because last time it was like Hosea's like, oh, I know the perfect spot. It's Horseshoe Overlook, and mm-hmm. there's a beautiful. They have access to all these resources. And then you go there, and it's like, yes, this is the spot. So they kept doing that throughout the campaign. That would have been crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, we just have this beautifully convenient spot that we can go to. Yeah. So I, this, I thought the riverbed was terrible when I first went there. I was like, this is so open. Yeah. Yeah. But it turns into this also really nice spot. Um, so the the reason why you, we know these people are rich is because they pay Arthur with a gold bar. Oh, I see. Okay, I don't. I didn't remember that happening. But yeah, that's how you right. get it. Um, I, I wrote down. This is if we do you want to do the quote of the week. This is actually quote two. This is not a paraphrasing because I wrote it down because I thought this it was hilarious. This is the Kieran quote of the week. So wow, I'm impressed. Yes, and the reason why I thought it was so funny is that so this this German this German father while he's being rescued on the back of Arthur's horse is trying to speak to him, and he, but he's just speaking in in German. And Arthur, being Arthur, is just his responses are just hilarious. <laughs> He's like, I have no idea what you're saying, but in you know an Arthur way. But he he says at one point, "How did someone even come up with them words?" And I just think that is so funny. I actually laughed out loud at that. That's such an Arthur thing to say. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Oh, I loved it. That's, I thought it that's was like so a, funny. That's like a language joke. Yeah. How did someone even come up with them words? <laughs> I love that. Man. There's a lot of there's a lot of good nuggets of dialogue in this that you just don't even like if you weren't paying attention at that moment, you would just complete completely. Yeah, you missed that. And I, I thought it was so funny. Like Arthur Arthur's such a funny character sometimes. He's really funny. Like he can say some funny stuff. Um That was really all that happened that mission, and I wrote chapter three, we made it. We are here. You made this it. This was you chapter finished three. Your second chapter. I'd finished. Oh we are now gosh. not even halfway through this game, probably. <laughs> oh, we're gonna be doing this for a long time. Brandon. It's fine. It's fine. I like it. It's good. Um, I specifically wrote down no way to lose bounty without paying. We already talked about that. Um, <laughs> this is when I had my horse accident. Was after this, after that mission. Oh, because okay, I had gotten to the new area. Yeah. So, what do you think of Rhodes? By the way, Rhodes is nice. I like it. Um, it's a, it's, it's a lot. It's still similar to Valentine. Doesn't feel much different. No, it's not that different. It's it's a different setting, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the desert 
aspect of it, it feels much more like Western, which it is. It's on the west of the... On the oh, wait, no, it's in the east, actually. Yeah. It is. It's more east of Valentine, so that's interesting. Yeah, we were talking about how confused we were by the locale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like a totally different biome. I love the dust rolling through. It looks so good in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And like the sandstorms even happen and stuff like that. Do you have a uh, Trelawney triviality of the week? Did I notice anything this week? Hmm. Oh. Oh. I do remember this was a random event that I came across. Um, and I thought it was, I was very surprised that they decided, well, I'm not really surprised because it's Rockstar to include this group of people in the game because it fits the setting. But so I'm running, this is nighttime. I was exploring the area still. Um, and I saw a bunch of fire out in the forest. And I, I was like, is there a wildfire going on right now? At night. So I get closer. And it turns out, it, I found a KKK meeting. Yes. And oh, I was very surprised that, first of all, that this is a random event in the game. This isn't something that's required. Because I could easily picture that being like a set piece type thing. Yep. Where you come across them. Um, so this is something completely optional. And not marked on the map. I only noticed it because it was at nighttime. Um, I don't know exactly what happened because what I decided to do was when it happened, I snuck up on them because I didn't know if like if I show up, are they going to like start just getting in a fight with me immediately or are they going to run away? Yeah. So I snuck around and kind of just listened for a while and they were doing some type of some type of ritual. Um, I think they were inducting two new members or something like that. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were like going to lynch someone or something. It looked like I when I saw the cross light up. Because they lit a cross on fire. Oh. Um, I assume they were going to kill somebody. Like someone was probably up to no good. They were up to no good. But it turns out that the they accidentally lit two of their members on fire. <gasps> really? Yeah. That's and then funny. So they as when they all light on fire, everyone just runs away except the the leader. Which when they when I when everyone finally ran away and the bodies are all you know they're just charred. burnt up. They're all charred. Oh man, that's a good triviality. The burned bodies. Yeah. Gross. They look very. I don't want to say good. They look real. They look like they should. Crispy. Yeah. Um, but I go up there, and the leader was still there, and he's cowering on the ground. And he 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 mentioned specifically. I don't. I don't. This is like one of those video game thingies where I think they didn't give enough types of dialogue for this guy to say because it's he seemed to act like he knew I was watching. Oh, that's weird. But maybe he did because why you would ta- I run up to him? Talk to him? Yeah. You he inter- you can interact with him. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on the ground cowering because you run up there, which it's it's a, it's a weird situation. Maybe I had my gun out already and that's why he was cowering. Yeah. Um but he he's he's cowering and he's talking about, you know, that you sat there and watched those men burn and didn't try to help them basically is what he says. What? Yeah, that's really what he says. What what would you have done? I don't know. I think he's just trying to be a terrible person. And you get the option, you know how you have the option to like antagonize people mm-hmm. or like What's the other word? I can't remember. I don't remember. It's like settle down a situation, but it's not the calm. word. Calm. It's also not the word, but it works better than settle down. You can try Classify. and calm. It's still not it, but you're getting better. <laughs> it's just slowly getting Let better. Just keep guessing words. All right. Um, diffuse. That's the word. Ah, you can diffuse a situation. You, um, you get the, both those options, and I chose to antagonize because it's a KKK leader. Like, this guy's scum of the scum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's he just he goes on and on about just you being a terrible person for not doing anything and i shot him straight in the head <laughs> that and is the most bizarre it was a very weird interaction so i had this encounter and my brothers who played through also had this encounter and i think they did the same thing as me 
and they just threw a stick of dynamite in the middle of them. Wow. Or anyone. Yeah. Just murdered everyone, yeah, which I have no problem with that. It was that, very but. satisfying. And I'm not sad that I did it. Yeah. You don't lose any karma. That's one thing that's very yeah. specific specific about it. You don't gain karma, though. At least I don't remember. I don't think you do. I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think that you should gain karma. weird to say that it's honorable. To, to murder. Well, I don't know. That gets into weird territory. Oh, God. <laughs> that gets into, like, the first episode territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, they burn their guys to death. Like, I didn't even see that. First. Accidentally. Yes, accidentally burn their new members, I yes, guess. something like that. And then the guy is cowering on the ground, and you go up to him and he says, why didn't you help them? Yeah, he what like antagonizes you that? with that. It's a very weird That's thing. That's so weird. What are they trying to say there? I don't know. I think it's like you're supposed to run in, and I think I like did it wrong, like quote-unquote, didn't do what Rockstar wanted me to. Oh, maybe there this... was an opportunity to, to save them. By like getting in the f- middle of it before they lit on fire, because that's like the end of that. That's a pretty. It's like a minute long of them talking. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then they light the cross, and then they get lit on fire also in the in the act. So Rockstar decided to first of all set up a situation in which you're supposed to be honorable by saving these people who were lit on fire, who were also KKK members. Yes. So they're saying even if it's a KKK member. Don't let him burn to death. Mm-hmm. It's probably a defensible position. Mm-hmm. Burning to death, not great. Yeah. Um, and then they leave someone behind to say, oh, you didn't help them out. But the person that's left behind is also a KKK member who's judging you for... Like, it's What a weird situation. I, I don't understand. Maybe because it's already like a messed up situation. Like, it's... I don't know if maybe it's kind of not supposed to make sense. It doesn't make any sense, particularly because there there were all these other members who ran away, and he's saying, "Why didn't you, random guy, not like like let these guys burn?" Mm-hmm. I want to like. I wish I could watch over it to make sure I'm not misunderstanding. Yeah, I want to like find a YouTube video. There's probably someone who did like all the different ways you can interact with that event. Mm-hmm. I'd um, be curious to watch it. But yeah, that happened. I'm just surprised the KKK is in the game. Yeah, I think it's fine it is fine it's just when i saw it and i realized that they were kkk members okay sasha what look she's trying to get in the, the room now should i let her in we we did a cut where we let her out by the way because it's they're, they're not going to understand that yeah oh uh, now she's doing it again if we just keep ignoring her maybe she'll stop all right how we'll many missions that. are left one one mission one mission Let's we can it. get through it quick so yeah, yeah kkk thing happens that's it um da, 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 da. oh there's two missions but the other one's not really crazy uh Ball the volcanic pistol. We already talked about that. Um, you rob a stagecoach with Micah. This was actually a chapter two mission that you can keep putting off. Oh, oh, poor Sasha. Just, I know. Just to get through quick. All right. So you, you can do this. I, I like this fact is that you can choose when to do this. And if you go to chapter three, it doesn't disappear because Micah's on his own at this point. Really? Yeah. It carries. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, it's getting worse. Let her in. Yeah, I'm going to let, let her, her in. in. All right. Yep. But uh, yeah, the fact we let Sasha back in. Yes, so we now did. She's she's right of, over by us. You'll probably hear her breathing. Hello, Sasha. You're so cute. Um, yeah, I just love the fact that the game is very. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, Sasha, you were you right there. Not right now, please, dog. We're almost done with this. We're so close. This episode, just throw it away. Just, just, just never release it. <laughs> we'll just skip this part of the game. 
<laughs> yeah, we just come. Yeah, we did three missions, and then those weren't important, so we're just gonna. Yeah, it's not important talking. at all. Oh my God. All right, let's do this, bro. Right, um, we can do it. So yeah, you 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 rob you rob a stagecoach. Like nothing crazy happens. I got a lot of I got money. Is it particularly violent? It is. It is particularly violent. What's the, oh, it is fun it a actually. Trap or something? No, you don't lay a trap down. Um, I don't remember how it starts. And it's funny because is that the one that you're fighting in a river? No. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, you end yeah, up yeah. fighting in a river at the end because you don't even people. Yeah, there's a lot of people that show up, but I love the fa- I love when you're chasing down, um, the stagecoach at the first part and like you're fighting everyone on horses because when I did that, I, I had the volcanic pistol at this point. I went into Dead Eye and just targeted every person and did them all in one clip. Oh, my and it gosh. was so cool. That's awesome. And it took so long because it's the pistol. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, you get it. You get the money. Cool. Oh, it, uh, there was one little tidbit of information that did come out um, in your conversation with Micah. Micah's only been with the gang a few months, which I I find very surprising because he's <clears throat> he's like reckless as, as hell. So why does that? Why is that surprising? Because why like why is the gang so okay with him being so reckless and he's not like an Arthur member where he's been with them for years and then it's like oh that's just Micah no this is like a new guy oh so you think he hasn't earned his stripes yet so he yeah. doesn't have the right to be so reckless yeah it's it's so weird well remember how I was talking about earlier on um they mentioned specifically that the Oh, what's the enemy gang called? O'Driscoll. O'Driscoll. Oh, thank you. You're the one I, I remember I, this I time. I purposely made sure I remember that. The name. O'Driscoll gang is not really a family. They just take whatever hands they can get mm-hmm. because they they just you know are an operation. Really. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Micah is like them starting to do that with the Vanderland gang because mm. he does seem like he's just just another pair of hands who's capable. He, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's a practical addition rather than a, um, I don't know, like long term. Yeah, like he's kind of like he's like a he's like a soldier, exactly, or like a mercenary almost. And it seems like, obviously, Arthur and John. Does anyone like Micah? I don't. No one seems to really like Micah. He doesn't want to save Micah. He doesn't even want to do this really mission with Micah, but he gets kind of like brought into it because he's already there. You'd think because he'd only been there for three months that when he was in Strawberry's jail, they'd just be like, nah, leave him. Yeah, that's what I would think because he's he's, already, he's a loose cannon. He is a loose cannon. But I think uh, Dutch has a soft spot for him. And I think, I think Dutch likes Micah because Micah is sort of like what Dutch wants to do, mm-hmm. but he's, he's stopping himself from doing it. Because he's not that crazy. Yes. Yeah. Only a little bit crazy. Um, yeah, that's really all that, that get tapped that happened that entire mission. Nothing crazy. Um, uh, just more shooting, which I always enjoy. More shooting. More shooting. I uh, bought the new horse. Talked about that. Oh yeah. So this is the final mission I did on um, the first mission actually officially in chapter three. Oh, the suffrage. Yeah. Suffrage mission. Um, so this is where, uh, we finally hear from Pearson. Again. Pearson. He's getting in an argument with Sadie over, I think Sadie's kind of just I made a request him. last time for you to speak to the woman of the camp. And I didn't. Okay, awesome. Except this one. All right. That's great. the only one. <laughs> I completely forgot that you made that. You talked to Sadie? Well, because it's, she's part of the mission. So you, you, she's actually like forced upon you to, le- to learn about her. Wait, which one is Sadie? Is she not on? She has to be on there. Are, are you, is Sadie her real name? Yeah. Oh, Sadie. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. She's oh, wow. She's like row. on the top. Wow. So Sadie is like the best. This is ranked okay. by importance of characters, I'm assuming. Well, I'm sorry, Dutch is higher than Arthur. I guess he is more important, technically. I wouldn't look... I think this was just a random guy that 
sorted this made this order this isn't official now we have to find meaning okay. <laughs> in, in, in how these are laid out now um yeah so we 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 really meet sadie she won't meet her but like we we figure out her as doesn't a character. she have an awesome voice i love her oh voice i like her character actually a lot i think she is she's definitely a comic relief character but also she she's not just a joke why do you say that because like all right so when you first when you get there to the city she talks about how what are we gonna rob them because we're gangsters like that's just oh. funny because <laughs> she's like the new she's trying to get yeah in she's trying cool to kids. yeah get in with the gang and actually not sit at the at the um the outpost and i'm purposely using she's that. very gung-ho i love yeah. i love that about sadie um but not in a not in a gross way like micah is yeah yeah he's, she's just she's just funny i don't know man but um <laughs> she she ends up on the way there while they're while they're going to go get um supplies she ends up reading the letter that pearson asks them to deliver oh, which and ends up making fun of it yeah 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 pearson what, wants them to deliver a letter what what's the content of the letter um it taught it's a message to her his aunt i believe and he's talking about how he's like made as a name for himself oh. in the west <laughs> and like how he's not just a nobody oh poor um, pearson and it's just <laughs> both of them just joke about it and like he's like you know no more letter read no more you're never delivering letters ever again basically yeah. that's what it comes to <laughs> um it's just funny it's just it's it's like one of those missions where it's building a character like relationship between a bunch of characters like um the one where you get drunk it so, reminds me a lot of that mission we were just talking about so obviously Sadie is a recent widow, right? But is she? I don't. Why do I not remember that? Um, she was the one, the woman that you rescued in the oh, snow. Oh, I forgot wow. this too. I, I, I didn't missed. even put that together. No, yeah, that's that's who Sadie is. So she she's not an established. She's newer than Micah. Mm-hmm. But which is why than, she wants to get out. Yeah, and she wants to help out with the gang. Yeah. So she's like sort of living the outlaw lifestyle. And I think would be, is she a good match for Arthur? Like, I don't see why not. I kind of think so. I kind of got a thing that they were flirting for a little bit. Yeah. So maybe, Brevin. We'll see. Um, I, I like so, this. Uh, well, my point, uh, the reason why I brought that up is because mm-hmm. like that is in a way a solution to John's dilemma where Abigail and, and, and Arthur's as well with Mary. Mary, yeah. They're not interested in living the gang lifestyle. So Arthur is associating that with like, I'm either alone and a gangster or I am settle down and a family man but if you're with sadie but if you have like a another cool gangster lady hey why not why not sadie seems cool um i i like this one thing where when sadie immediately pulls out a gun when they get into valentine i think it's it's just hilarious to just see her she's like all right got my carbine in my hands (laughs) while we walk up to this general store yeah and arthur was like hey what are you doing he's like what the heck are you doing (laughs) um he he mentioned specifically that you know we don't rob these people who are just trying to make a living we rob other robbers is that what he says? Yeah, he says oh, that I'm specifically. Oh, I'm so glad he wrote that down. Oh my gosh. Um, which He's... brings up, it's just interesting that they're very, well, at least Arthur is very aware of, you know, the morals that he has of how he chooses who, who they rob. <sighs> so they, but they don't rob other robbers. So here's the thing. Yeah. Right? They rob Leviticus Cornwall. Leviticus Cornwall. And who is Leviticus Cornwall? He's a railroad owner at this He's point. He's a tycoon. Tycoon. Who is essentially the one percent right that yeah. wasn't a thing that exists i mean it's like the point zero 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 one percent yeah yeah so so i think arthur and i guess the rest of the gang use him as a thief for 
the way that he's benefiting off of the suffering of all these people. Mm -hmm. Some guy is like shortening his lifespan by 20 years and working for 20 cents an hour or whatever in a mine just so that Leviticus Cornwall can have his nice yacht or whatever. So in a sense, and you know, that's not to get, you know, modern political, but that is a very hot topic with um, the widening of the middle class and the uh, increase in wage discrepancy not wage but you know what i mean yeah income discrepancy between the classes in not not just america but like everywhere yes globalization and you know oh that's i want to talk about with rockstar because in the video the people it was game informer by the way they were playing through lost and damned Mm -hmm. they were talking about like oh what where do you want the next um grand theft auto to be and they were saying like oh i think it would be cool if it was you know london or, oh or my whatever. god that was that was the first one i was thinking of so maybe that would be cool but are they ever going to do a grand theft auto game that's not in america no. mainline i don't think they it's have done happen. well yeah they did london but like that doesn't count and they did no one uh, talks about the anything PSP before game which one no was it psp they invite city stories one oh chinatown that's in america Oh, is it really? Chinatown's oh in New York City. I'm sorry, or, I, I just remember China being in the title. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I think it's, it's Chinatown. In China. It's in it's 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 the Liber- same world Liber- as GTA. GTA. Yeah, it's still there. Um, that's funny, but yeah, I don't think Rockstar wants to because when it comes to Grand Theft Auto, a game like Red Dead would work, but when it comes to Grand Theft Auto, that game is a satirization of culture, America, of America. But it's okay because Rockstar is is a um <laughs> also petting sasha yeah, i'm try, trying to make her not make noise as much <laughs> as i can um it's not it's like not in their right to make fun of another country like that that they don't live in oh it's like weird it's like i never considered that you you don't want to parody like a country that you, it's i don't know it seems like you, it would be if weird you parody your own culture you're being witty if you yeah. parody another culture you're being you're offensive. being rude yeah wow wow that's why i don't think we'll ever get a game like that that doesn't take place in america but i think it's more than that i think that rockstar maybe it's the hauser brothers or whatever whoever is high up at rockstar is very interested in the american story yeah 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 that's what it's all about it's about trying to rise from nothing nico is the typical well he's not typical or anything but he's (laughs) In the beginning, he's an immigrant who comes into New York City after this, you know, the early 1900s. When it, was there ever a golden age of immigration? I don't know. The yeah, Le- I think Statue it was, of Liberty. Yeah, it was like around that time. Premier, starving. And now he's showing up in modern day and it's like, what are you going to do? Be an Uber driver or whatever? Come here, Sasha. Okay. Yep, there she goes. I'm, just, I'm not even going to pause the recording. All right. Brevin's now getting up, getting going up, to the door. Let her out. <laughs> this, this would be good for the... Uh, the intro and outro music for the ambient saloon sounds. It would, yeah. Yeah, we just need to get Sasha sounds to add it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say something. Don't remember what it was. It was about Grand Theft Auto. Oh, um, oh, wait. So, Grand Theft Auto, very American. I think that they wouldn't want to do a non-American thing. But it's interesting that Red Dead Redemption, obviously very America-focused as well. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, it's that's it's Sasha again. <laughs> She's trying to get back in. Oh, oh classic dog. 
All right, just keep going. Finish your thought. I know, I know. Uh, So, um, uh, they are making this game (laughs) about outlaws in America who are fighting against the people in control, the 1% or whatever. Mm -hmm. But Rockstar themselves are this multi-billion dollar They are like the point zero 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 one percent of game developers. They are the people. And in fact, they were being scrutinized for their workplace practices rightly or wrongly i don't really know i heard about it yep. um so it's funny to think that they have protagonists in this game that are outlaws fighting against um not big brother maybe i guess uh what's the goliath yeah, yeah yeah that's what i was trying to say um one thing i wanted to point out as i just thought about it we, are, yeah, are we is, just we, we, just we all, all i don't want the, i don't want the macbook to die i don't uh, even think it's gonna reach is it gonna even reach It'll just barely reach. Nice. It's like over my lap, this wire. Plug it in. Wow. If you're listening this far, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is this is just devolved. Can we cancel? Yeah, we're done after cancel this. Cancel the final episode. Um, What I was going to say is that Far Cry, I, it made me think of Far Cry. <laughs> what the heck? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you said that as if you had already brought a Far Cry. Yeah, no, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase it. Now I'm all messed up. It's If you think about Far Cry and the enemies that are in it, Far Cry 3, you've got, you're fighting soldiers and, like, mercenaries, right? Yes. Or, like, you're fighting, like, kind of gangsters, almost, at the fir- beginning no, part of the game. No, no, wait. Far Cry 3? The last part, you're fighting, basically, soldiers. They're part of a gang, but they're basically, like, super soldiers. They're soldiers of, like, the the people who took over the country or whatever. Yeah. Through hostile means. Um, And then Far Cry 4, I haven't played it, but I, I've seen gameplay, and it looks like it's still, like, there's soldiers. A, there's a civil war going on yeah. in that place in the himalayas and these are not games that take place in america correct far cry 5 takes place in america and what are you fighting um religious extremists religious extremists that are basis of like a a parody of scientology is it really apparently i think it is isn't it like or is it more deep and it's actually religious i I haven't played far cry crazy alt-right or something something crazy like that it's something like an extremist thing where like the other games you're fighting soldiers but this game which is in america where they can make a joke about the things going on maybe i'm reading way too deep into it they decide to do that (laughs) is that a is that a is that a valid connection this is what i was talking about with dead rising when i played through that and then you fight american soldiers at the end Mm -hmm. where that's a japanese developed video game you're in America and you're fighting American soldiers. And I was like, this is weird. That yeah. You're the hero, some journalist named Frank West, and you're just killing all these soldiers. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing. They move far. Wow. I love that. Oh, sorry. I just, oh my God. This this episode <laughs> is just. Just unplugged his headphones. <sighs> it's fine. Just keep going. What were you going to say? The Far Cry example is beautiful. I, I've never considered that. And isn't Ubisoft one of the people who said, like, we don't make political video games or something? Yeah, they probably yeah. said it at some <laughs> Everyone point. Everyone said that. But Ubisoft it's... is an American. They are ca- they are Canadian, French, I believe. right? I believe they're Canadian. French or Canadian or both. Or both. Um, I don't think they're American, though. They have companies or they have studios in America. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This, this episode's <laughs> just... This episode's terrible. We're Where still going. We? What are we even talking about? Uh, we're talking about how... Yeah, this has nothing to do with Red Dead. <laughs> Just disgusting at this point. Okay, it does have to do with Red Dead. How? Oh, yeah, it does a little bit. I thought I was thinking more had to do with GTA, but... Because they're, they're, they've are they're they created this plot in which these outlaws believe 
that they are fighting against thieves. Yeah. That is key. Save that somewhere. Yes. All right. Um, I clicked the button. <laughs> saved. <laughs> it saved. We should probably be recording this, huh? Yeah, we should. Um, and that's the justification that they make is that the people that they're stealing from are too big of thieves for it to be of consequence. Mm-hmm. Moral consequence. Yeah. It's like these people aren't going to notice that their money's gone. Yeah, essentially. Which is which is like the... It's it's, a, it's not really socialism, but it's like fighting against the extremes of capitalism. Yeah. And the idea that people can't even be that rich. Like, everyone makes fun of Jeff Be- Bezos because yep. he... Oh, my gosh. How much money he makes. I don't even... Or how much money... How much just stuff he owns kind of scary to think about it is how scary. much power he has it's really scary like imagine if amazon just disappeared one day how much that would impact everyone's life it would impact a lot of people's lives it would probably be better than if they persisted <laughs> <laughs> because they're just owning every last thing it's crazy it is so my point is this mm-hmm. rocks Red Dead Redemption 2 was not made in a vacuum right yeah it is made in america by an american company in the Wild West, what are they saying thematically? And I think Rockstar is like typically, <sighs> typically video game studios or video games in general are on the left because they are developed in California. A lot of people are. Um, it's a it's a newer medium. Yeah, so there's a lot of younger people are working on with it. Younger people yep. or more left leaning people. I think Rockstar is typically more right leaning or at least they don't care about appeasing the left mm-hmm. um so like like ubisoft even i know that's what it was it was someone saying that the that the latest call of duty wasn't a political game that was one of the quotes that was going around they said that i'm pretty sure i'm almost it's completely political exactly but people are so terrified of making any mark and offending any individual group of people that they will just say nope it's not political this is just i don't i don't know what it is if it's not political yeah i don't know what that Um, name would be if you're not calling it political but i think rockstar is distinctly they don't care about that as much sort of like uh the witcher developers do you remember people were criticizing the witcher for not having enough racial diversity you know what? really people were doing that I always say this stuff, and I'm like, were people really doing it, or did one guy just write an article? And then everyone jumped on it. And everyone was like, oh, people think this way, but really they don't. We're just being like triggered into thinking that so that we talk about that article, so that people search for that article, so that it gets clicks. Wow, you were were breaking that down right there. You figured it out. So frustrated with that. And I, every time I see an article that makes me mad now, I'm like, wait, is this real? Is it real? Or is it just. Is it just something someone said to make me upset? Yeah, well, it's like the whole thing with the the whole Reddit, um, you know, hive mind where people will be upset over some inclusion of something in a game, and you've got this one percent, not even of the people on Reddit, but that's like this this group of people on Reddit are the people who are going to complain about this. But if you ask ninety nine percent of other people who play this game, they wouldn't care. And that's a, that goes exactly back to what we were saying earlier with them feeling justified because they're doing it in a group of people. Mm-hmm. You just lose like if. People on Reddit is is the worst about this because yeah. if people on Reddit and you know I remember going on Reddit and I I quit Reddit but I I used to go on and be like wait how do I feel about issue X let me see what Reddit says because Reddit is like a hive mind mm-hmm. where it has 
distinct um, opinions on things where it's like, oh, people on Reddit seem to think this way. And then everyone else who sees that and believes in this... It's like Reddit is a new freaking religion. Yeah, it really is. It is. Because people just go there and they spend their time scrolling and they're like oh yes yes reddit master yes i believe yes, in what this you're is saying what is actually yes, happening reddit, this is the candidate i will vote for yes reddit i agree oh that person is bad that person is not bad yes and it's just this but it's built for that though oh, because God, of the upvoting system so it's I, and it, it sucks to say because i'm a massive i'm an avid reddit user i use it every day um but there's certain communities that are really dangerous in my opinion to to influencing people into not into not having free thought and instead just reading an opinion <sighs> and agreeing with it man. yeah that's what it is reddit is just one big echo chamber on many different um, it's, it's many small echo chambers too. yeah 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 what man, are we what are talking about yeah, this, is, this episode is a disaster <laughs> oh my god thank god it's not the first episode Can you imagine is this how we started off if you listen, if you listen to us for four episodes and now you're here, hopefully you're sticking around. Yeah, we will increase the quality moving forward. I I apologize if uh, you're like, I can't believe this. <laughs> this is an outrage. <laughs> I'm gonna write to my senator. <laughs> Get these guys off the air. All right, are we are we come, we're coming to an end, right? Because this has been going for a while. Uh, I actually have one more. I'm just joking. Oh my God, <laughs> I, I thought you did. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Revan, I would ask you more questions, but I know it's just going to make a spin on some other crazy yep, thing. Yep, and then so. we're going to be here for another half an hour. All right, Brevin. So this has been Red Dead Reflection. Yes. If anyone has anything to write in, let us know if you have suggestions for the format. If you'd like to complain about the quality of this episode, we are free to listen. That doesn't make much sense. Uh, one thing Ricardo mentioned was <laughs> having people like call in and talk about their experiences. That Ooh. sounds weird. I, that does sound really weird. And logistically complicated. So we're not going to do that, Ricardo. We'll give I'm everyone sorry. our phone numbers. And <laughs> yes. the- Revan's phone number is 555. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it, Brevin. That's it. Did you even say the name of the email? Listener. Say the name of the email. The email, yes. Reddeadcast at gmail.com. R-E-D-D-E-A-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. How do you spell Gmail? G-M. How do you spell at? You can't just say at. I'm going to kill you, Brevin. All right. This is it. This is it. This is the last episode because Brevin's going to be dead. Adios, It's going to be my my next... The (laughs) next episode is just my confession to your murder. (laughs) Red Dead Reflection episode 6. You know what sucked, though, is if you actually died and then I... Someone used this against me in court. Wow, could you imagine that? You got framed. It's... People have gone to jail for less. Just to be clear, include this in the court record after Brevin dies. Jesus. Now and next week. Oh my god. I'm not, I have no interest in, interest in future. I just want to make that clear. I have great interest in ending this episode. Alright, this episode's over. See you guys. Thank you guys for listening. And gals.